Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. To the Scoreboard Addicts podcast, we have our Masters special coming up. I'm Nick. With me, as always, is Anthony the Rook and TJ, who is hammered. Boys, Cheers this is actually our first, first time all together. Our first time all together in the same room Cheers. for our podcast. We've been doing this for almost a year now, yeah. right? It's yeah, coming up May one is year. the one year anniversary, yeah. right? Yeah. So, uh, almost a year we're doing this. I keep forgetting the camera's up there, so I gotta yeah, keep looking up in that direction. <laughs> but uh, or look at myself. That's this the is, problem. This is a this is a monumental time. Absolutely. I, I was talking to you about this earlier before Rook got here. Uh, we're at the uh, Scoreboard Addicts Pub, and um, I was saying that this is you know a lot of people would talk about the best time of year for sports, and oftentimes we'll talk about uh, the fall being great because you know you got the end of baseball World Series, you got football starting, basketball. Hockey, all getting up going, October time frame, right? Yeah. I think right now might be the best time for sports. Only yeah. Because it's already kicked off. Yeah, yeah it, typically, it, yeah. Now it's going to start next week, obviously, because of extenuating circumstances throughout the sporting community. But normally it would start, like, right now. Yeah, yeah. Tonight is the second night of WrestleMania, which, whether you want to consider that sport, sports entertainment, yeah. it's, it's fun. Either way, it's, it's a good time. You the the March Madness coming to a close. National right? Championship tomorrow. National Championship tomorrow. Duke lost. Yeah. Go NC. Um, <laughs> goodbye, Coach K. L. Coach K, we'll miss Coach you. Coach L. Coach L. We'll uh, miss you, Coach. Um, Very upsetting. You have uh, NBA's winding down. NHL's winding down. It's ramping up, actually, going into the playoffs. Oh, so. well, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, and then you have uh, the Masters starting right now. So other than missing football, which we're obviously we're all missing football. Yeah. Right? Um, but even then, the NFL draft's coming up in a couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think there's anything going on right now, you know, that we're really like suffering. And I, I think golf gives us it, it, it's it's like fortuitous with it starts out the you know the four majors with possibly I mean in my opinion the best major. In the Masters, I mean, this is the Super Bowl of golf. So to start it off, I mean, you start it off hot. You go from the waste management. Uh, this week, just uh, today, the Valero ended. You have that uh, spring wind-up of golf getting to the season. And then, I mean, it comes out with a bang with the Masters. And it is by far my favorite event in the PGA Tour. And it's just you get everything you want. You get to visually see spring hit you in the face. You go down to Augusta, Georgia. Gorgeous. You see those beautiful uh, magnolias and azaleas all over the place. Everybody's outside in t-shirts, cranking beers, eating pimento cheese and egg salad sandwiches. I mean, does it get better <laughs> than that? I like it because actually this year, because uh, of baseball's delay, the Masters starts the same day as opening day for the Yankees. So it's a pretty big afternoon for us to watch, yeah. some, uh, watch some golf and watch some baseball. You know what's crazy is... Uh, Having stayed down in Augusta for, I don't know, like a year of my life at this point, I keep going back for work. Yeah. Uh, they always tell you that if you're going down around this time, they're like, be prepared to have to live off base because there is no lodging right. on, on base. Because, like, uh, all yeah. soldiers, go, like, if you're a veteran, you can go on base and stay on base regardless. So, yeah. like, there's a whole bunch of golf fans that are veterans, and yeah. they're like, oh, I'm getting lodging at Fort Gordon because it's right there. Literally, like, a hop, skip, and a jump down the road yeah. from the Masters. And, uh, and that's what we get. So, like... Part of your welcome packet, if you're going to school down there, there's like they, it says if you're coming to school down here in August, in April, be prepared to not be able to get a hotel, and you're going to sleep in like the dirtiest, nastiest barracks that ever existed on the face of the planet Earth. That's how big the Masters is, man. Yeah, really right. cool. So let's get into it. Let's start. Um, I did have a package developed, but we've had issues with uh, our internet here, so I had a highlight package that was going to come on, but maybe we'll play a little later. But we're going to be joined by Larry. And Pat here um, from the Bogey Golf Podcast, and we're going to discuss some of our top Masters memories. So just to start, my package included some of uh, some great Tiger Woods moments, Bubba Watson's awesome shot, uh, you know, Nick Faldo, uh, Jack Nicholson, uh, Jack Nicholson, Jack, Jack Nicholas. Nicholas. There we go. Uh, oh, my first fuck up. Um, <laughs> all right. So, Pat, you said Jackie Larry, <laughs> welcome to the show. What's up, gentlemen? Yeah, thanks for having us. Very, How are we doing, uh, boys? I'm disappointed I had to miss your package. Yeah, <laughs> that's what she said. It was a pretty good package. Uh, was, yeah, you know what, the problem was his package was too big for us to download <laughs> in a timely fashion. Yeah, maybe it's, we'll play it before uh, before we behind here. that bar. <laughs> yeah, what, what happened was the package we started trying to get it in the first place. It's been going strong for a good ten minutes though, trying to get that package. <laughs> <laughs> happens as you get older; it takes longer to All get. All right, it. boys. Well. Speaking of Masters moments, I went through a couple. We'll, we'll discuss more in depth in some of them, but I want to hear from you guys first. Um, I'm looking down. I keep forgetting. Look at the camera. Uh, Larry, let's start with you. What are uh, one of your most favorite uh, Masters moments? All right. So my, I tried to go Tigerless in this just because I figured everyone else would go Tiger and I had to be different. So I was trying to think back, and I think the 2012 Masters is the most underrated Masters where Bubba hit that fucking hook shot out of the out of the the straw, and it was it went to a playoff. He did that in a playoff. It was on yeah. Easter Sunday, so like 
even my mom was watching, and she doesn't even watch this shit. <laughs> so it was just like the whole family's around watching, and it was it was absolutely amazing. So I think that, and it also had Louis had an albatross on the second hole, which I think was the first or only time that there's ever been an albatross on two. So 2012 Masters went to a playoff. He had Bubba's great shot, and he had Louis, who's amazing. I don't think it gets yeah. better than that. Yeah, I agree. Actually, I, that's like one of my favorite Masters moments. I mean, just him winning, the tears flowing, hugging his mom. I think he had just become a dad that weekend, too, so it's a pretty big moment for him in his life. And then that hook shot is one of the best Masters moments, especially in a playoff hole. He hits that tee shot, puts it into the straw, and it makes an incredible recovery. Uh, that's definitely, I agree with you. It's probably one of my top favorite. Uh, it was Masters like a 90-degree hook. Like I've done, oh, yeah, it was unbelievable. Right, but that, I mean, a shot like that, an improbable shot like that, actually hitting it, it, anybody would take that from the fairway. Yeah, that's how hard this is. And people yeah, talk about shot like, oh, he made hard. he made par, but he hit it to ten feet. He made par because he only needed par. It was a two putt to win. Like right, if it was if it came down, he was making birdie. So right, yeah. All right, well, let's go to Pat. Pat, what's All your right, favorite so- moment? So can I have a not so humble brag? My my favorite my favorite moment was walking through the gates of Augusta, having the azaleas there in your face, and having Condoleezza Rice and Lynn Swan welcome me for the day. Oh, that's amazing! <laughs> so walk, walking through the gates and Condi is there with her with her hand outstretched saying, "Welcome to the Masters." Um, and some guy, Tiger, happened to win that year. So it was 2019. <laughs> um, didn't know what I was signing up for. Coolest sports event I've ever been to. Been to the World Series, Stanley Cup Finals, NBA Finals. Um, we're from Detroit, so everything but a Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> and being honest, that trumps everything. It was, uh, it's as special as it sounds. And our other co-host, Evan, is actually on his way there right now. So it's, awesome. uh, it's pretty special. And then our other yeah, uh, couple other favorite moments is, I mean, I don't know if you guys know or not, but we've created a missing person camp- campaign for Mr. Phil Mickelson. So watching <laughs> Phil win a couple times um, was great. And there's been no proof of life for Phil for over a month. So Larry and I are on a mission just to, just to confirm Phil is not buried in the desert somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I think the PGA tour might have taken him out. Remember the king? <laughs> Somebody did. Positive, they they might have. How about you guys? What are your favorites? I I see. I, I think that uh, that Phil Mickelson shot from the pine straw where he hooked it around and landed it to what was it? Uh, three feet. I think that was one of the greatest shots I've ever seen in my life on a golf course. I mean, just the improbable. And, of course, Phil pulls it off. It, ridiculous. <coughs> I don't have a favorite Masters. <laughs> my favorite thing about Augusta is they have an open drink. Like, so you go from bar to bar. And you don't have to be like, oh, I got to finish my beer before I go to the next bar. You could totally walk from one bar to the next bar, and uh, and uh, you know, it, the cops won't bother you. That's my favorite thing in the world. Okay. I mean, I, <laughs> now Pat, how uh, did you get it through the lottery? Your tickets? No, I was lucky enough to go on a, on a on a corporate event, so it was uh, okay. Really okay, yeah. So I've been putting in for the last ten years through that lottery, and I can't even sniff a practice round at this point, and. Every year I throw it up on StubHub just to see, and I don't have five grand to spend on one day in Augusta. I've, uh, I've been putting in since I was 18 years old. I'm fucking 40. I'll be 41 this month. And it's Evan actually 
this year he didn't, but he won the lottery. His sister did like 10 years ago. So okay. they got, he's, this is his second one that he's been to. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah this one, he we won the lottery a, by finding a guy who, I think he my buddy him. who's a, a FDNY fireman, him and his friend won. Uh, and then that was the year of COVID that it didn't happen. And they were told like, all right, we'll get back to you. We'll let you know. We'll get you in next year. And he's still waiting to hear back. So he's kind of pissed. Oh, yeah, I, I try out every year. Enter the lottery, and I have not uh, yet <laughs> been accepted. But you know, uh, I mean, talk about favorite Masters moments. I mean, um, mine is kind of like two. I think it's just, I guess the, um, I guess the bookend to it was Tiger's first win when he hugs his father, he comes off the green, hugs his father, and then you have the most recent win, 2019, when he hugs his, hugs his son, and that's just one of those uh, just cool moments. I mean, obviously years apart, but just a generational span of that. Um, for him to win, not only one, you know, for his father, and then his father passed away, and then hug his son at the end. I mean, that's just one of those things that get you, uh, which is funny. I was listening to, listening to the broadcast again recently, and they're like, you're going to turn into a puddle watching this. And it's like, it's true, man. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I was watching that live, and my wife walked into the living room while he's hugging his son, and I'm like tearing, and she's like, what's the matter? I'm like, shut up, get out. <laughs> <laughs> we, were all there, we were all there with you. You know, that reminds me of, that reminds me of the, um, Kevin Smith talking about Wayne Gretzky. Oh, yeah. And he's a high, and he's talking about He's running back and forth to tell his wife about Wayne Gretzky, and she has no idea what he's talking about. And she's like, maybe if it's going to make you so emotional that you start to cry, maybe it's time to turn it off. And he's like, you're trying to take me away from Gretzky, and it's not going to happen. <laughs> if it's going to make you so emotional that you start crying about Tiger, maybe it's time to turn off the TV. Yeah. So I don't know about you guys. I'm assuming you guys play golf. Uh, I, I mean, me, my cousin, uh, my brother were big golf guys, and we always go back and forth with, uh, like, a what would you do? What would you give up? Like, I mean, if you had the chance of getting handed 100K right now or being a member at Augusta, would, would you forego the 100 grand and take the membership, even if you can only play there once a year? And, I, I mean, like, all roads lead to me accepting whatever outlandish. I'll cut off a big toe if I could play there <laughs> once. I don't care. Bro, but then you have no balance. How are we going to skate? <laughs> I'm with you. I, I think uh, you can always get money. I, I yeah. think uh, Augusta. Yeah, but you're not favorite. growing another fucking toe back. Going <laughs> <laughs> on, they grow it on a mouse or something. That's science, man. That's what <laughs> yeah, we'll cut off one of his back toes. No big deal. They do on mice. But yeah, I think I'd give up. Uh, I'd I'd give up a hundred grand. If that was yeah. I don't think a million I wouldn't give up. No, a million is life-changing. A hundred grand is just, you know, yeah, maybe getting a second job and trying to grind it out for two years, you can make it up. See that right yeah. there? That's white people thinking. A hundred, I'm brown. A hundred grand is a lot of fucking money. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's your white privilege talk. You know, fucking a hundred grand? Not me. Still dealing with a cough. Can't make me laugh too much, guys. A <laughs> hundred grand for real. Like, it's, it's a lot, but it's not even like, what are you going to do? Buy a car and then that's it. You got no money left. The government's going to take like 40% of it anyway, yeah. so. If you let them, yeah. Sure. yeah. <laughs> what I also like is always the, uh, the green jacket I like jacket it when ceremony. we talk about uh, not giving the government money whilst wearing the Stars and Stripes shirt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, was like, I missed that one time. Wearing the Stars and Stripes and not giving the government money. Damn straight. <laughs> well, as I was saying, was the, uh, the green jacket ceremony obviously is always uh, one of my favorite moments. We have the past champion always passes on the green jacket. And there's always that that interview that brings the, the golfer to tears just thinking about this moment. And I think one of my favorites was Dustin Johnson in 2019 where he's just like, Jesus, I can't get my stuff together here. 
I think that's just one of those moments where it's like it hits you, uh, and then everyone's asking you questions, and you're finally just realizing like I'm wearing the green jacket. I've won. It's like I'm here. It's like I like guess the pinnacle of your career when you win that green jacket, and it's just uh, it's incredible. So how do they know it's what size the green jacket is? Like, they make it on spot on on location. Like that moment? What if you're neck and neck with somebody else? No, they, they have your, your they have. So they know who essentially within five or six players coming down the wire they think are going to win, but they make it on location. Well, I, I imagine that there's some seamstress down there that makes the green jackets and gold jackets and, 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 shit. and, I, and I imagine like t- Canadian tuxedos and shit stuff that they wear in the south. You know? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I think also when you're going down there, you're drinking a mint julep. If, if you watch the drinking. ceremony. We got now. They're complaining about like handshake lines and shit. That they should be, like we should stop it because after you lose, it's so tough. And then you watch like Jordan Spieth blow a lead as the defending champion yeah. and go put the jacket on the guy who won. And it's like he didn't smack him in the face. He fucking put the yeah, jacket right. on him like a man. He lost and he took it like a man. That it's just it's a great tradition. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and it is a gentleman's sport. You know, you're pissed, but you got to kind of suck it all in and. Put the business uh, face on and be like, yep, this is the life we lead. And then, you know, break some shit in your hotel room before you fly out. Yeah, I'm sucking sure. it in right you now. Still, you still do it. <laughs> I, I was actually laughing. Did you guys uh, catch the drive, chip, and putt uh, contest today with the uh, the kids? Yeah, That's always When awesome. the 14 to 15-year-old kid won, uh, the boy, I, I forget his name, but when he went to take a picture with Dustin Johnson, he put his arm over... Dustin Johnson's shoulders. Dustin went to put his arm <laughs> around his shoulder, and he kind of blocked him out and put his arm around him. And people are throwing up memes all over, like confidence builds character and stuff like that. And Dustin Johnson had to give the you know waist kind of grab and laugh about it, and they gave they gave him shit right there on hand. Dustin Johnson walked away hysterical laughing. It was great. <laughs> If I were 14, I'd rather put my arm around Paulina. Though I was just thinking that I wouldn't even Austin. <laughs> <laughs> She's still celebrating that bachelorette party, though. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, let's get to the Tiger Woods segments of the moments, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, listen, I'm a huge Tiger fan. I love Tiger Woods. I mean, one, every single one of his master wins is just always a moment. And one of my favorite, obviously, is the uh, the ball. What is it, The chip shot and the ball's, like, sitting on the hole and everyone's yeah. screaming and then it just drops. That's one of the yeah, best. Yeah, the Nike um, commercial. Shot. The greatest yeah, commercial of all right. time. Did it go just, up? And the best part about that is, I mean, the commentators are just like, Dude, he's not even getting it close. He'll be lucky if he gets it on the green. Yeah. I mean, what can you do here? And they're just like, like absolutely shitting all over him. And like, I feel like in his head, he's like hearing them, like a make believe voice, just like, he's not going to make this. And he's just telling everybody to go fuck themselves with that shot. 100%. Yeah. And that shot gets better every year, too. Cause like, no, only he can, only he can hit that shot. That's why Tiger playing in the Masters is the biggest story in, in golf. Golf is, I love it. I watch it no matter what, but yeah. Yeah. Without Tiger, it's not, it's not as big. That's, I mean, he's thinking about possibly playing and it's the top story on every, every golf uh, broadcast. It's crazy. Yeah, no, absolutely. I I mean, listen, we, we got to witness in our lifetimes, him redefine the game of golf. It went from, I don't want to say boring, but if you're a golf fan, you were into it a little bit, but to just pure excitement to when, he comes in as a 21-year-old and just dominates. Yeah. And, I mean, just that – that I, I mean, his uh, no-miss cuts, that's ridiculous. I think it was, what, 150 or 148 or something like that? It's something, yeah. It's and and, and yeah. With, with him just stepping on the grounds of Augusta, and I said it, I was like, even if he gets through one round and then withdraws the second day and says, you know what, I tried, I couldn't do it, 
Number one, everybody, he's already a hero for stepping out on that course. I mean, for what he's went through, what he's went through before the car accident, yeah. with, with his physical ability, the fact that he's still <clears throat> around and playing and wants to play, the fact that this guy is a buku millionaire, if not a billionaire at this point, or will be at some point in his life, yeah. and he, he still wants to compete just because he, like, he just has that drive. Like, I, I, dude, if I can get there, I want to beat everybody because <laughs> the hell with everybody. I agree. That's what makes him great. Like to to have everything and to be. You know, he's like drinking shark piss and stem cells and all kinds of stuff to get his leg going. And like he's got nothing left to prove. He's he's the greatest golfer ever. No, nobody believes Jack is better. It's it's a ridiculous statement, but he's doing all this shit just to get back to to play golf when like. If I ever made it, I would sell out so quickly and stop doing shit that, like, it would just be, it would be ridiculous. And he just keeps pushing and keeps doing it. It's 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 amazing. The only thing he's missing is his own drink. Yeah. Well, I mean, but listen, we've seen it before. What's that? Uh, I I I'm not a tennis fan, but I know she's like 21 or 22, and she's been the world number one and stepped away from the sport. This is the second time she's stepping away from the sport. Oh, and she's, soccer. Yeah, and she's in her early 20s, and it's just because she's just like, I'm done with it. I don't want the notoriety. I made enough money. I'm over it. It's like mentally draining. I, I just can't deal with the stress. It's not worth it. And Tiger's just like, yeah, bring it on. More stress. Well, yeah, yeah. Let, let, let me almost lose my leg. Watch what I do. Like I said it before. Like This is building up to be one of the greatest Disney movies ever. Yeah, if he like, plays, I, and I know it's a, it's a just a ridiculous statement, but I really think he's gonna fucking win. And it, it <laughs> yeah, can't it, win, but he's there for the course. But that's the thing. This course, if nothing else, it's about knowing how to play the course. I mean, like when Bryson DeChambeau was like, "Oh, it's like a par sixty-eight course." It's like, dude, <laughs> make it to the top five or shut up. Like. It's 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 set up so hard and to just test your skill to be able to move the ball right and left and cut shots short and get it to stop on a dime or get something to land soft but roll out a little bit. It's just one of those. That's the reason why they call it the Masters. It's the Masters of Golf. It's the best in the world, and it's just a grueling grudge match. I mean, the the U.S. Open they go out of their way to cut the rough five, six, seven inches thick so you can't get out of it. And they go out of their way to make the courses harder. This course stays the same every year other than a minor fluctuation in yardages, and it's still, like, impossible. Also, the, um, the Tiger Woods documentary, I don't know if anyone's seen it. I mean, yeah. I'm sure you've seen it. The moment where they talk about his mental, the mental games that he plays that he learned from his father. His father always played the keys when Tiger was putting as a kid. So him mentally is just one of those type of people. He's like a mental assassin. Oh, they yeah. Were, they had that, that, that time of him and Phil were uh, they're in contention the last day, and Phil hits a beautiful drive. And then Tiger comes out with his three-wood, hits it even further. And then Phil turns to him and says, uh, do you always hit your three-wood that far? And he says, no, further. Like, that's <laughs> like the balls on this guy to just fuck with people. And I love it. I mean, Tiger Woods is out there. I'm putting money on him to win. It doesn't matter. Right, I got money I, on him. I put money on him to win in 2019, and I was the happiest person. Same here. So I'm, yeah, we will once again. So I, we, we're almost running out of time for this segment. Before we do, we got the download for the the Masters package. <laughs> I'm laughing because the, the package joke again. Love the package. It's a dick joke, and I laugh at we it. We got Every Rook's time. package. Guys, look at we got, we, got, we got Rook's package coming up right now. <laughs> uh, but we're going we're gonna to go to it, and then we're going to come back to you guys, say our goodbyes, and then we'll move on. Oh. I have the mouse. I forgot. It's uh, my. So here we go. 
Augusta National, home of the Masters, with such iconic views and iconic moments. The joys of victory. Biggest shots in the biggest and brightest moments. Sunday crowd. Is it his time? Yes! At long last! The tears of joy. golf under the most extreme pressures and uh, so you know I've come out great but uh, I do feel sorry for Craig and of course the green jacket memories that last through generations join us as we go through the most memorable masters moments oh so what do you guys think? It was a great job. That was an elite package right there. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It wasn't, it wasn't as large as you thought it was, though, right? So, you know, it's perfect quality. It's quality. Yeah, it's quality. It's quality, not quantity. Not, lasted long enough. Yeah, it's not, the, it's not the size of the boat, right? It's the motion of the ocean. <laughs> no. I get that Listen, right? Listen, you only work as long up. as it takes to get your point across. <laughs> yeah. Wow. All right, well, thank you guys. twice. It makes me laugh because he didn't even win that Masters. Norman choked so fucking bad. Like, yep. And, and Feldo just talks about how he, you know, he won the Masters. Like, dude, anybody else playing, you don't win. The funny thing is, I cut it out. The actual next thing is, the guy's like, "Well, what about Norman?" Like, <laughs> like, like a collapse in there, and it's like, uh, all right, whatever. Like, oh, let me let me take that out. But uh, just hit escape on it because I. Gotta... Oh, oops. Here we go. All right, guys, thank you so much. Why don't you guys tell us where we can find you? Uh, and your podcast and on, on Twitter or Facebook, wherever you guys are. Yeah, it's a Bowie Golf Podcast. We're on everything. Twitter, uh, Twitter's at Bowie Golf Pod. Instagram's at Bowie Golf Pod. Facebook's the Bowie Golf Podcast. And we're on, uh, what are we on? Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, all that shit. Awesome, guys. Thank you so much. This is the first time we meet you guys, so we'll, we'll definitely try to try to reach out again, do something uh, sooner again, because we do, we do golf picks every week, so maybe we'll have you guys on to help us out with PGA picks. So we do appreciate you guys coming on, uh, and we do have, uh, you know, we have our next segment, segment started soon, um, so appreciate, cool. it. appreciate you guys. Yeah, thank you guys Thanks for stopping by. Enjoy, enjoy the Masters. Enjoy this week. Enjoy the, yeah, enjoy the Masters, guys. Take care. Thank you. 
Shopify presents Cool Sheets from Aha to Lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoiced. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. All right, so as we say goodbye to Bogey Golf, we're going to welcome on Andrew. I think, Andrew, you ready to come on? Just making sure. Yeah, he looks like it. All right, Andrew. Hey. hey. I'm just glad he's, he's, got, got, his, I'm glad he's yeah, got his pants on. Yeah, he's got his oh, pants man. on. Thank you, Andrew. We, we had a mix-up in schedule, I know, between you, Andy, and Andrew. Andy's not here, so I guess we'll just go into it here. We, That's we're what took me do, off guard there when you said that. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I know we were going to oh, do other thing, but Andy's Andy's not here. Unless you want to fill in for Andy, we'll just do Andy's segment. We'll come, we'll come bring you back later. No, I'm, I'm good to go. I'm flexible. Let's do this. All right. Well, maybe we'll do a little bit of combo, and then we'll bring you back later on as well, if you if you don't mind. Yeah. We're on the fly here, so let's start with this one first. Uh, this was supposed to be Andy's segment. I don't know where he is. Hopefully, he signs on, and we'll bring him on. But basically, what he wanted to do was talk about foods to turn. So you know, you you go you, you're you're there nine holes in. Usually stop over, get some food. You're hungry. Uh, you know, it's a, it's long round. You know, so it's four hours to play around the golf. So, uh, Andrew, what are some of your favorite foods when it comes to uh, going to the turn? Well, I mean, it's got to be a hot dog, right? I mean, everyone loves a hot dog at the turn. It's a pretty, pretty classic go-to. But other than that, give me the give me the cheddar cheese uh, peanut butter filled crackers as a little. Uh, yeah. Tear those out as yeah. you're driving down the next fairway. That's what I mean. They last a couple holes. You can pop them in your mouth as you go. Uh, I agree with the hot dog. The hot dog isn't the most classy or fancy or like blow you away type of thing, but it's one of those things where it's like, hey, it's quick, it's easy. You throw it in your mouth, you suck it down, you try to hide your shame while it goes in. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta hide a lot. This whole conversation. Hold on. Let's stop. Suck it down. Why do you? Why do you use those words? It's easy. You suck it down. It doesn't sound like you're talking about hot dogs anymore, my friend. Yeah, it does not sound like hot dogs. There's a reason why Rook is behind the bar. His pants are off. All I know is that all I know is that in New York, a hot dog will cost you three fifty. For TJ, it'll cost you six, but it's well worth the money. (laughs) And a tip. You got it. No, but it, it's true. I mean, especially at the turn, you want to grab something that, that's just light and go and isn't going to weigh you down and it's, make you shake your pants by the 11th hole. I swear to God, everything <laughs> that you're saying, you keep mentioning holes, the turn, hot dog, suck it down, light and easy. 
There's a reason why most of the cart girls out there in the universe of golf are pretty hot. It's to bring it all away from the homophobic tone this guy's taking right here. I'm sorry, Andrew. <laughs> so, one of, so one of the golf courses we have here local in New Jersey, uh, moving from the all oh, that talk, uh, they actually had a food truck, which is pretty cool. Had like tacos and, uh, you know, anything, burgers. Uh, chicken sandwiches. We actually went out to Twisted Dune. Yeah. And I, I, I didn't eat breakfast. I didn't eat lunch. We've had a one o'clock tea time. And then we didn't get a break till the turn around three o'clock. So I'm at like three o'clock. I'm starving. And this, these guys are making fun of me because I ate a hot dog and a chicken sandwich. You know what? That chicken sandwich is delicious. And obviously you said before hot dogs. So I'm on board hot dogs. If you give me some tacos too with a food truck. I'm on board I, I want, too. I want something I can eat with one hand because I don't know how you guys play, but I don't take my glove off once I start around. So Dude, I don't you know what's funny? I, I, I get shit all the time. I don't take my glove off to putt. I just don't no. even bother. The only time I take my glove off is to run in the woods and use the bathroom real quick just because I'm classy <laughs> like that. Yeah, you know? I do that. <laughs> <laughs> I usually hold his glove. <laughs> but uh, I, I just played for the first time um, yesterday. Uh, Trump links at Ferry Point out in the Bronx, and they had something that like blew my mind. So they had where you start. You start at the clubhouse, obviously. You grab some drinks on the way out, and then between hole number four and five was their little shack that you can get food and stuff. So that was their turn. Then you head back to the clubhouse between nine and ten. You grab more food and drinks, and then between fourteen and fifteen, you hit the same shack on the course, which is situated perfectly, and you grab more drinks and food. It was ridiculous. I drank way too much because it was just too accessible. Well, I, love that. I love that layout, though. That's great. Dude, yeah. amazing, because you're never more than four holes away from getting your next beer. So if you grab two to go, you're good to go. Well, last yeah. time you and I played, T, what were we craving, like, that whole day? Which time? In uh, AC, during, around Christmas. I mentioned it, and you and Rich were like, oh, we've got to get one now. Shut up. And we're oh well, spicy chicken spicy sandwich. Chicken sandwiches. Oh my god, I wanted a spicy chicken sandwich so badly. We ended up going to Hooters. It was great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it was it was the best of all. Food, food and drinks just go hand in hand with golf, though. Hundred percent. But that's that's what I think I love about the sport because you know what? Like I, I played baseball and hockey. You know, men's league, going through high school, all that stuff. And if I got pissed off at my game on the ice rink, I ended up picking a fight with somebody. If I was pissed off at baseball, I end up getting thrown out of the game for starting to fight with the umpire. True. You know, it, it's at, at golf. If I get pissed off, I'm he like, bro- screw it. I let me crack an extra beer or two and just focus hey, on the good shots it. that I'm going to hit. <laughs> Is this thing on? That's bullshit. He breaks the club. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen him do it. I see him take his driver and just throw it over his shoulder. Four hundred dollar driver. I wish I was rich like this guy, throwing four hundred dollar items around. Yeah, it slipped. All right. So, yeah. actually, I just got a message from, from Andy. Andy's actually joining us later to talk about the same exact topic. So, we're going to bring him on again. We'll talk Love some it. more food with him. We're going to talk about exactly. Masters Dinners. But, Andrew, since we have you here, yeah. we're going to talk about some fantasy golf. Absolutely. Some betting. Let's win some people yeah. some money. And we don't, they don't sponsor. <laughs> no free sponsors. <laughs> no free sponsors, Nick. Come on. Wait a second. Let me get oh, some Oh, wait. What are you doing? This is two. <laughs> I'll Three sponsorship. It. I'll turn it. Uh, you mean I right. gotta drink my drink like this so you don't see anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Block those out. Come on, guys. This is live television. All right, Andrew, hook us up. Fantasy golf. What are we doing? Where are we going? Are we going betting picks first? Like outright picks and prop picks like that? Yeah, I'm fine with that. We could, we could start there, but let's start with you because I gotta pull up my notes. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. 
No, so I, I was looking. I was looking at a lot of things. I know I put two different options in, in the pre in the pre chat, but I think what I'm going to do with my outright winner at plus sixty five hundred. I'm going Tony Fee now. Wow. He's a favorite. Uh, he's always a favorite of mine at, at Augusta, and it just feels like he's been quiet. He's been waiting for this, and you're getting him at good value because of how quiet he's. 6,500, considering his past year, uh, consistent, you know, top tens and, and just being at the top of the leaderboard. Why not let him break? You can take a shot, twenty dollars, you know, one unit, whatever your unit is, throw it down, 6,500. I feel like it's a safe, pretty safe, good bet with some upside. I agree with that. I'm, I call myself a fanatic. Yeah, I love Finau. I bet on him every time. Top 10, top 20. Give me outright winner for Tony Finau. I mean, he's one of those guys who's just always there. And when it comes to a tournament, he's always in the mix. Well, not lately. This year has been a little tough. But last season, every week, I would bet a top 10 or a top this, 20. This year is weird, though, because, I mean, there's been nine brand-new first-time winners on the PGA Tour so far this year. And this this year is just getting going. So it's one of those odd <laughs> off years. But it's great for betters. If you're throwing a long shot out there or even yeah. a middle-of-the-pack guy, you have a chance of making some money. I love it. Oh, yeah, and, I, and I do feel like Fina has almost been playing kind of quiet and slow on part. It just feels like he's he's usually so much more competitive in every tournament leading up to it. It almost feels like he's purposely planning himself out for the Masters this year. So I'm curious to see what that looks like for him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so I think <coughs> you want to go myself. Yeah, right. I, I really like Dustin Johnson right now just because of the poise he showed and just the heart and the amount of holes he put in to, to get where he was with the, uh, the the Dell match play. I thought he played lights out. I mean, he won there in 2019, or uh, 2020 rather. Yeah. Um, he's He's been in the mix a lot there. I, I feel like, especially what we don't see from Dustin Johnson really is the, uh, you know, he has the driver ability, but Augusta is one of those places where you have to be accurate, you have to be calculated, you have to play that mental chess game. And since he's won... I, I, and how he's playing this year, I, I just like him as a pick. I know he's one of the favorites. I think, uh, let me pull it up right here. I think he was going off at like plus 1,600, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I, just it does, it I just had it up. This went away. Um, Dustin wow, this Johnson, plus 1,600, yeah. Yeah, so I was right. So yeah. plus 1,600, I mean, it, it, it's just one of those ones, but I'm not going to lie. I have money spread out all over the place just because I love this tournament. I love being in the mix, and I love using FanDuel for their cash-out option. So yeah. if um if I if I get lucky enough and you know a Scotty Scheffler, Sam Burns, and you know Dustin Johnson roll in the mix on Sunday, I can cash out too and roll the dice with whoever I think is going to win, still make a little bit of money. Um, and I I, I got to say I, I threw twenty bucks on Tiger Woods just because he's in the mix. I mean, he's showing up. He's do I think he's going to win? No. Do I think that if he does, I'd be surprised, or this would be set up for the greatest like. Just the golf moment, like the thing we'll talk about for the rest of our lives until we're buried. I think this is it. And if anybody can step up, I mean, the guy played on a broken knee. The guy played with torn ligaments. The guy played with a jacked up back. Came back after back surgery that any of the rest of us would be sitting on a couch like, yeah, no, I'm just going to do remote lifts and 16-ounce curls the rest of my life. No. If anybody could come back and, and make a statement, it's Tiger Woods. And with this course, he doesn't have to be the longest out there. He doesn't have to... Uh, you know, play, play anything crazy. He just has to play the course and be calm, cool, collected, and calculated. And I think he can do that with ease. And he, I, I think he definitely puts everybody else on edge and everybody, all eyes are going to be on him. If he, comes up, if he comes out and has a good first round, you're going to see some people shaking. I'm still, oh, yeah. I'm still flabbergasted about the shameless fan, fan duel plug. 
Dude, yeah. I, dude, I they make me money. I, I don't care. No free sponsors, dude. It's not free. I have a shit ton know. of money that I cashed out <laughs> in the past three weeks. That says different, all right? right? All right. Well, going into my outright pick, obviously, I know you said you already said Tony Finau, so I won't go with Tony Finau. I know you stole my pick. Um, I do like <laughs> I. You know, one of the guys we've talked about on our podcast probably weekly has been Victor Hovland. He's been hot. Yeah. I'm like, he's gonna break through. It's gonna be a time. That he's going to step up. And I think this might be the week. Uh, I'm going to go with Victor Hoblin. He's at plus 1,800 on FanDuel right now. Um, and another guy that I like too. Um, I'm just trying to find it. Is Sorry. I like to give a couple picks. It's fine. That's what I always do. I spread my money around. I don't just put it on one guy and just like hope for the best. I'm like TJ. We put like put a couple of 150, 100 bucks on this. Yeah, spread it. it all out, you know. So my other guy that I've liked that's been playing really well is Matthew Fitzpatrick. Trying to break into uh, you know in America, uh, this might be his time. I mean, I, I'm gonna go with him. He's plus seven thousand now, so it's a really long shot. So I always like to pick one sort of not so much of a long shot, and then obviously the further long shot. So that's it. That's gonna be my outright winners for Matthew Fitzpatrick. And um, I think the wedges uh, are gonna kill Hovland, especially Hovland. around here. Listen, it's, I mean, it's the bane of his existence, and and, and I, if there's one place you need to be accurate, your wedges, it's on greens that you can land it. 30 feet behind the hole and then roll off the front of the green. Yeah. All right. We'll just shit all over my pick. Too. I, I will. I, think I, 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 I have a pick, I think. Hold on. <laughs> you think? Okay. I have a, yeah, I have a, a pick. Oh, you're just going to just wing it. I have a, I have, I was going to go, you know what? It's, a, it's a not a great pick. I swear to God, it's, I had no idea what the odds were. What is it? I, I just went John Rahm. In my head, I was like, I like that guy's name. Oh, wow. The oh, former world number yeah, one. Look out. Why would you pick Scotty Scheffler, too, while you're at yeah. it? The new world number I one. I know very little about... He's been pretty I, hot. I, I know very little about <laughs> golf, but I'm pretty sure John Rahm's Spanish. He is. Yes. That's why I picked him. Okay. Okay. Flat out racism. <laughs> wow. <laughs> just a Spanish guy. I went with the Spanish guy because I'm brown myself, so I was like, you know what? Oh. I'm rooting for brown people. That's fine. He's having it down here. Good luck. I'm pretty sure he's Spanish from Spain, though, which would make him white. But I'm going to go with it anyway. Our ancestors speak the same language. True. A lot of anti-white racism going on right so now. We'll get, wait, not racism. wait till Let's we get to the... Because uh, I actually have another good, you know, kind of prop bet that I think could could be beneficial here. Do you guys ever play the three chances to win? No. What's that about? So three chances, I mean, it's exactly what it sounds like. You got three guys who have a chance. If either one of them win or any of the three win, you, you win the bet. So um, at oh, plus 3,500, Fino, Webb Simpson, and Jason Kokrax... These are all guys that got ranked pretty high in my rankings this week. I, I'm gonna, if I'm gonna bet Fina to win outright, I'm gonna take a shot at plus 3,500 for all three. Especially if you're getting two extra guys thrown in the mix, why not? Exactly. And Simpson's someone who has what, like four top 20s in the past five years here, I think. Um, I just had it pulled up here. It was. I, yeah, he's got four top 20s in the past four years here. So yeah. He's somebody who can break through, and Jason Kokrak is one of those those. Um, kind of lesser-known guys who, who could break through it, like you were talking about from the middle of the field here. I, I don't mind taking yeah. that at 3,500. Absolutely not. What's your what's your normal one-unit bet? Like, I, I usually stick around between 15 and 20 bucks. I don't yeah. get too crazy, but I feel like that's enough to where you hit. You're still making a couple hundred bucks and not like this guy betting $2.50 and clearing 60 bucks win. No, I usually do like 5 to 10, <laughs> depending on how confident I am on somebody. I would... I'll probably put ten dollars a fee now because I'm an idiot, but <laughs> like that's that's what I do usually. If I like the, I like the guy, I'm gonna put a little more on it. I don't do like fifteen to twenty. Listen, I'm on a hey, I'm not crazy with it. I'm on a high roller. 
My high roller. <laughs> and first of all, I also put I also put like twenty bets down, so I bet I made the two hundred dollars anyway. Show a little I just like to spread it out. He's right? a baller on a budget. Okay, he doesn't make it rain; he makes it hail. Drop exactly. change on it. Zach, <laughs> just trying to. Oh. You so we have uh, like a ten fifteen dollar unit kind kind of guy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's what I am. That's how I do it. Uh, you have any other uh, insider fantasy you want to get into? Or well, if we want to talk about fantasy, bringing in like the ownership and and salaries. Um, going back to Tony Fino, only coming in at like ten percent owned, and uh, what was his price here? He was disrespect, disrespect. Eighty, so eighty one hundred dollars and ten percent projected ownership right now. That seems outrageous. And like I said, because he's coming in on kind of a, a cooler coming into this tournament, there's so yeah. much value for him. If, if he's going to be one of your top uh, scoring guys at that value, you're going to be able to go back and fit him with Dustin Johnson at the top or uh, if you right. want to take a shot on Victor Hovland, who's a higher price. So I like going there. And if you want to find, take a really crazy shot on some lower guys, someone like, uh, like I said, Jason Kokrak I have ranked out pretty well this week. I have him. Um, ranked out in number 16th in my model at 7,200. Um, so I'll take a little bit of Jason Kokrak this week. He, he ranks out uh, top 20 in three of my five key stats. And if you want to know my key stats, I'm going stroke gains putting, stroke gains approach, uh, strokes gain par five, strokes gain ball striking, and then driving distance. So Jason Kokrak comes in pretty pretty nice in all those, and he comes in nice and cheap at 7,200. So like I said, this is going to be one of those weeks where I'm looking for some value, and because it's a tournament where usually a big name has a good shot of winning, you've got to unfortunately pay up for some of these higher-priced guys like your Dustin. Right. Guys. Now, what do you what do you think about, uh, I mean, talk about disrespect, uh, Hideki Matsuyama <laughs> He's kind of like dropping to the middle of the pack. I think his odds were like thirty five plus thirty five hundred or something like I, that. Yeah, it's plus thirty five hundred. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen a past winner come in like with twenty guys above them or fifteen guys above them like that. It, it's kind of crazy. So that is crazy because Matsuyama, if you've paid attention at all this year, he's having one of his most consistent seasons he's ever had. So he hasn't really um, had that that high end performance. But if you look at his past seasons, he's either top of the leaderboard or he's missing the cut. This year, he's been consistently in that, like, top 20, top 30 range. So, um, I've mentioned it on our show a couple times where he's having himself a pretty good year. And, uh, you know, he as far as DFS goes, being priced at 9,300. And um, let me see what his ownership was at. He was at – but he's coming at 5% owned. Calculated wow. ownership. That right wow. there, like, that's the guy. If you're going to pay up for somebody, that's the guy in that group you're going to want to pay up at that 9,000 range because – He's been playing consistent. It's a course. He's obviously had history and um, knows how to play here. So, you, yeah, you're telling me you can get a Dustin Johnson, a Tony Fino, and a Hideki Matsuyama, and you're still going to be able to get some guys in the 8K range and the upper yeah. 7K. Like, that's a good place to start for this week. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. And uh, I mean, do you have any? I mean, I don't know, ex TJ, this too, but any long shots here? Anyone you want to like take a chance on or risk on? Someone low, low money. Uh, that could possibly, you know, bring you the money. <laughs> I, I think Phil Mickelson, you know, just runs out on the course and disrupts yeah. the entire tournament. I think I actually saw. That. I think I saw that prop bet somewhere. <laughs> Phil Mickelson runs out naked during the Masters, plus only a hundred. It's very weird. <laughs> um, what do you think, Andrew? Any any long shots or any? Uh... He's pictured Phil naked now, so he's like, I can't think. <laughs> oh, sorry, I had to take these pictures off my computer. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'd say my long shot this week, and he's been my long shot a couple times this year, but I'd have to say Gary Woodland. 
Uh, being 6,900, 6, he's coming in around, I think I was checking, 9% calculated ownership right now. So, like I said, you add him to that mix of three guys I said before, you're definitely going to be able to get a, another high-end 8K, low-K, 9K guy in there. So I like Gary Woodland, who has had some shining moments so far this year for a guy who's been a bit inconsistent in the past few years. Especially, you know what, the, the last year, year and a half, he makes those runs on the leaderboard where he looks like he's going to make a move and then kind of fizzles out at the end. But it's like he has the tools to do it. He just can't close. But at this point, we're talking we're talking DK points. We're talking FanDuel points. So all those runs still add up to points that are going to be valuable. Right. So I definitely don't mind taking a stab at Woodland as a long shot. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, like, I was like Woodland. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I... I, I, I mean, if I'm going long shot, I, I don't think it's going to happen. But I like Paul Casey as a long shot. Plus 7,000. Um... I, I mean, the guy definitely plays well enough. It's just, does he play well enough here at Augusta? I mean, historically, not really. Yeah. But he has the tools. He's played well this year so far. He's been pretty consistent. So, for a long shot plus 7,000, I'll throw 5 or 10 bucks on Paul Casey. Yeah, I'll take that too. Casey's power 5 strong is the only thing that worries me when it comes to him. Right. It's the one thing that he's down on. And he's still coming in around like 12% projected ownership. So, he's... For me, it probably won't go there for those two factors, but you're right. He's, he's had some moments this year where he, he's definitely usable. And this is my guy earlier in the year. I predicted Cam Smith to win the players. I'm going to go with him again for the Masters, but I'm going to go over to top, uh, top 10 pick. I know you had said, you'd messaged me before. You said you're going to go with Cam Smith. Then you switched over to Tony Fee now. But uh, Cam Smith, Cam Smith top 10 plus 150, so it's pretty... Pretty solid odds. Oh, that's, yeah, it's, Draft, does, it's on DraftKings right now. It's a little early doesn't have Sunday the, uh, the Masters right. have. On FanDuel, but I went to DraftKings to pull it up. I know TJ hates when I go to DraftKings. So, but we have plus one fifty for Cam Smith, uh, Dustin Johnson plus one seventy for a top ten, and Victor Hovland plus one ninety. Those are some of the guys we like. Um, sorry, uh, and Tony Finau. Give me one second. Let me try to find him on here. Well, Tiger Woods plus three thirty um, in the top ten. And let me see if I can find Tony Finau real quick. Uh, plus six hundred in the top ten. So that's actually pretty good odds yeah. for Tony Finau. He's a guy who's always in the mix. On that Sunday, you know, he likes making a move on a uh, moving day there Saturday. Uh, but we are coming to an end on this segment. We're going to come, you're going to come back though uh, yes. later on. We're going to see you during the fantasy. Uh, we're going with TJ and your, your, oh no, I'm sorry, you're not in the fantasy. Were you? No, you yeah, were. Yeah, was, you were, yeah. Was, yeah. No, you know why? Because we, we had a mix up. We had everyone was supposed to do it. Then it was Andrew. Andrew filled in for us last minute. We appreciate you. So yeah, Andrew, your co host, bud, and then TJ. So we're going to that next. We're going to see you in a little bit for the, Fantasy, Jeopardy. Uh, the Jeopardy, uh, and then and then we're going to uh, we'll bring you back again later on ten fifty for the uh, around that time for the picks and everything. So we're right. going to see a lot of Andrew in this one. Uh, Davidson Pivots on Twitter, he's joined us before on the show. We'll probably have him back again. Uh, you know, are you on Instagram as well? Instagram? Or no? uh, I'm not on Instagram at the moment. I got to get one created for the show though. Okay, so you're it's on Twitter, the and then Twitter your podcast. We found where can, where can we find your podcast? Yeah, uh, so at so. Add Divots and Pivots on Twitter. You can find Divots and Pivots on Facebook as well. Just search that name. Uh, we're on all the Spotify's, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and all the main podcast places you can find us. So, And then, obviously, Tiki Live, 10 a.m. on Wednesdays is when the weekly show airs. So you can catch our, our, live, our picks right before the tournament starts on Thursday. So definitely check us out. All right. Perfect, Andrew. Thank you for joining us. Now we're going to go, before we go to the TSS Fantasy, we're going to go into our local golf expert here, TJ Doyle gonna give you a couple TJ's tips. So check it out. Thanks for hanging out, Andrew. We'll see you soon. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome to TJ's Tips, hosted by our golf expert and amateur male model, TJ Doyle. Today's lesson is the best way to add distance to your drives. Alright, welcome to TJ's Tips. We're here with TJ. TJ, so I have trouble with my driver. I do hit it straight, but I get no distance on it. What do you suggest I do to try to uh, get some distance on my uh, shots here? I mean, if you're asking me, TJ's tip rule number one. Yeah. You got 288 yards, par four, short par four. Yeah. Don't be a bit. That's it for a fantastic episode of TJ's Tips. Until next time, remember to always grip it and rip it. From the Belly Up Studios in Orlando, Florida, this is Fantasy Jeopardy. Let's meet today's contestants. A future 9-to-5er with a wicked recovery game. Originally from Florida and now playing out of the witch city itself, Salem, Massachusetts. Please welcome Bud Copeland. Once a Northern Floridian, but now born again in New England, Bud is the co-host of Divots and Pivots and believes we did in fact land on the moon. He's also a strong advocate for walk-up music and golf. Hailing from New England at 5'9 with a dad bod, he's a divot maker and a pivot chaser and defending champion for most fancy few questions right without winning a round. Please welcome Andrew LaDuke. One-third of the Scoreboard Addicts podcast, boasting a 13 handicap on the golf course. He is an amateur male model. He enjoys long walks on the beach and yelling at Jets games on the TV every Sunday. Please give it up for T.J. Doyle. And now, ladies and gentlemen, let's introduce our star of the show, the man of the hour that holds all of the power. It's Commissioner Cooper. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, extending the Masters coverage here live for you with some Jeopardy. You guys know the contestants already. We went through their wonderful promos. So let's get it started and we'll get over on our categories here. First one is hit me with your best shot. These are the best ranked shots at the Masters. Um, I believe it was this was on sportsillustrated.com. 
Um, so that's where you can find that list at if you want to look. Um, those what you'll have to guess who made the shot in that category. Amateur hour. These are the best amateur uh, performances in Masters history. So you'll want to check that out. A hole by any other name. Those are holes um, at the Masters. You have to guess what the names are. Green with Envy, those are uh, master winners um, who have won multiple times. You don't have to guess who those are. Georgia National on my mind, those will be um, little clues and stuff regarding Georgia National. Little little fun tidbits and fun facts I found out about that. All right, so we drew backstage, but you got to go first. Pick a category, brother. We're going to start off with Georgia National on my mind for 200, Kamish. Georgia, and that, he's going easy, speezy, off the bat. <laughs> Here we go. This road, named after the state native trees that line up on each side, extends from the gate to the clubhouse. Magnolia the, Lane. Mag- what is Magnolia Lane? What, what is Magnolia Lane is correct. That sounded like, bud, you're in control, sir. Good job with that one. You uh, control the board. Go right ahead. We're going to stick with Georgia National on my mind uh, for 400, please. Why not keep it easy? Keep it nice and easy while we start. That sounds good. 400. He was the only president who executed exited powers. Excuse me. Exited. I can't even say it correctly. Whatever. (laughs) Executive privileges to become the only president who was a member. There is a lake there named after him as well. Who is Eisenhower? Eisenhower is correct. Nice. What is on fire? Good job there, sir. You control. It's rolling downhill. Keep it going. Georgia National on my mind. 600, please. It certainly is on your side. Indeed, <laughs> only three pro golfers are slash were members of the Augusta National Club. Arnold Palmer, Jack Nicholas, and this former amateur standout, now PGA Tour player, senior PGA Tour player. Wow. All right. That's kind of Oh, stuff my on. goodness. The answer is John Harris. Oh. John Harris. Yeah, I don't know who he is neither, <laughs> but what? that's why I do fantasy football. But you still control, brother. Go right ahead. Uh, let, it's amateur hour around here. Let's go amateur hour 600, please. <laughs> amateur hour 600. Here we go. This Georgia Tech graduate arrived at Augusta as the reigning U.S. amateur champ and went on to finish as the best amateur by five shots. His consistent 73, 70, 71, 72 saw him beat America's John Augustine by five shots in 2020. Andy Ogletree is your answer. It was a name I actually had heard of before, so I just can't believe you guys specs on that kid. I I can't believe you guys didn't get that. All right, so Bud, you still control, bro. Go right ahead. I want another. I want another bite at the amateur hour at eight hundred. Oh, ooh, (laughs) take taking a bite out of the Jeopardy board, Bud. I gotta love it, but guess what? It's our first daily double. You you found it already. Amateur hour for 800. How much would you like to wager? 
I, let's whatever I've got. Uh, Eight hundred, please. It <laughs> 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 sounds good. Here we go. All right, having finished second in the U.S. Open, the American golf golfing public were excited to see how the 21-year-old would get on at Augusta, where he had tied for 13th the previous year. He played well, finishing in a tie for seventh. Amazingly, though, he wasn't the low amateur that year as Charlie Coe was tied for second. Who is Jack Nicholas? Who is Jack Nicholas? Is correct. Great nice. job on your daily double, bud. I was now I'm kicking myself. Why did I put Jack Nicholas as a daily double? What's wrong with you, bro? <laughs> All right, you're still control, bud. Go right ahead. Hit me with your best shot for 600, please. All right. Hit me with your okay. best shot for 600. Hey, um, just a quick check. TJ and Andrew, your mics are working. Is that right? Uh, we are. Yes. Here. Okay. <laughs> just want to make sure. Right? I just want to make sure. Okay, bud, you control 600. Here we go. This essential go for broke shot helped propel him to his third title. Stymied by a pine tree with more than 200 yards to the green, he who led by two at the time had the opportunity to play it safe or try the hero shot. He chose the latter. Who is Phil Mickelson? Who is Phil Mickelson is correct. This nice. boy he is on fire. Great quick job. On the gun. You he are is. in control, my friend. Go right ahead. Best shot for 400, please. Best shot for 400. Here's your clue. He played this superb pitch shot from long and left of the 16th green. It was doubly perfect as he had to get the ball to stop in the appropriate spot to take the break and fall toward the hole. And at, and the ball was inexplicably inexplic- – I can't even believe I wrote all this long clue now. <laughs> on the right line to find the bottom of the cup. The pitch helped him chase down Chris DeMarco, and he eventually won in a playoff. Who's Who is Tiger, Tiger Woods? Tiger Woods is correct, but TJ, you're still too slow, bro. But you got it. Way to go. Go right ahead. You can still control. Uh, a hole by any other name for 800. Oh, boy. you got. I think at this point, I think what Bud's doing is trying to give you guys a shot here at this uh, point. All right, here we like go. It. Hole number three sounds fruitful, but don't let this – I think I put this in wrong, but don't let this flowering, non-fruiting fruit tree fool you into a bogey. Jeez. All right. Doot, doot, doot. That was the flowering peach at number three. Oh, okay. All right. Well, if you don't know, now you now know, you bud. Know. You are in control. Go right ahead. Still. Uh, green with envy, six hundred, please. <laughs> six hundred. Here we go. Big pun wouldn't like this golfer winning any more as he finished his career with three sixty-one, seventy-four, and seventy-eight. <laughs> it's all in the clues, fellas. Come on now. Big pun. It, big pun. Don't want to be a player no more. Gary Player oh, was wow. your guy there. Come on, guys. I'm, I'm laying oh, it that out. Was good. That was laying great it game. out for you to play it out, and we whomped, whomped. All right, bud, you're still controlling. That's incredibly embarrassing. I want, uh, green with envy, 800. Green with envy, 800. Here's your clue. 
You don't need to ask where to find this English champion who won three times, 89, 90, and 96. Sir Who's Sir Nick Faldo? Oh, Nick Faldo is correct. It's sounding like Bud got in there first, but TJ, <laughs> I'm going to just give you something here. Bro. I got to <laughs> give you one. I'm just going to give it to you, Bucky, because you got it, and at least you were there. Nick Faldo, here's your bone. Let's go. You got control. <laughs> oh, jeez. He also uh, actually same category. question. He, he phrased it in a question. He phrased it in a question. He got it. Good job. <laughs> So, I'm sorry, same category, did you say? Is he frozen, or is he staring at us? <laughs> I don't know. I, can't, I, I heard him I say heard same you. category. I'm, I'm in and out. Of he said, I think he said same category 800, but that was the 800 clue that I think we just bombed. <laughs> same Got category anywhere. I'm going in and out of the internet. All right, let's go. We're going to go same category. Let's go with 400, green with envy. Here we go. Here's your clue. Sherlock Holmes found it to be no mystery that this legend won the Masters twice in his career, 77 and 81. Who is Tom Watson? Who is Tom Watson? That is correct. Again, all in the clues, my fellas, all in the clues. Bud's reading them. You guys don't know what the hell you're doing. Bud, you're up. You control. Go right ahead. It's just elementary, Kamish. Uh, amateur oh, hour, 400, please. Amateur <laughs> hour for 400. Gotta love it. Here we go. This Oklahoma State graduate entered Augusta as the reigning U.S. amateur champion and showed us all a glimpse into his very bright future when he finished 32nd in 2019. He also went on to win the low amateur honors in record fashion at U.S. Open before turning professional at the age of 21. Who's Victor Hovland? Woo-wee, great job, Victor Hovland. This is what I'm talking about, people. I have no idea who the hell that even is. favorite players. Smiling assassin. That that was a great snag there, bud. You are up. Go right ahead. Georgia National on my mind for 1,000, please. Georgia National on my mind for 1,000. Here's your clue. This bridge, named after the golfer that shot a score of 274 in 1953, is located at hole number 12. Who's Ben Hogan? Ben Hogan. Oh. Woo-wee! Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Do I do it? What do you, what do, what do you say, bud? Do you want to give Andrew this? Because, I mean... <laughs> Listen, my, my co-host was there with me crossing the finish line. I think his nipple beat me by a hair, so... All right, let's, let's give him a little something there. Good job, bro. I mean, like I said, finally... You know, Finally some had to T- show up. At least TJ's pretending his internet's out. I mean, at least he's got <laughs> some kind of excuse. All right, I'm not even gonna lie. I'm about to throw my laptop. <laughs> I thought All he right, Andrew, those pictures. Andrew, you got control. Although I got a feeling not for long. Go right ahead. <laughs> let's uh, let's do uh, Georgia National 800. Georgia National on my mind for 800. Here's your clue. This room that sits atop the clubhouse can quarter up to five amateur golfers during the Masters. What is the crow's nest? What's the crow's nest? Ah, The crow's nest is correct. I am well (laughs) astonished. That's great. Wow. We got a little bit of ball game now. Good job. Playing prison rules, huh? (laughs) (laughs) All right, Andrew. You are up, sir. Still in control. Let's see what you can do. Let's do green with envy for a thousand. Green with envy for a thousand. Here it is. 
This American champion didn't hear any who's after securing the green jacket twice in 34 and 36. Horton Smith. Horton Smith is correct. Good job. Great job. Was that TJ? Wow, I can't even believe it. We really do got a ball game here. He was reading the clues. Good job. Go right ahead, TJ. Uh, Let's do a hole by any other name, 600. Hole by any other name, 600. Here's a clue. Hole 11 might have you seen thinking canine. It is, however, named after this warm weather tree that has beautiful flowers that usually are the first to bud in the spring. What is dogwood? You, I'm sorry, I heard dogwood, but let's be specific on the color. Flowering dogwood. <laughs> oh, okay. That that's a, a flowering is, that is a not a color. color? <laughs> <laughs> Pink dogwood. That's on a far spectrum. <laughs> Pink is not correct. Is anyone anyone get a little more specific on the dogwood? I mean, might as well What's say the white, white dogwood. dogwood. <sighs> Wow, that is if you couldn't get a yellow dogwood. White dogwood is correct. You no, both yeah. kind of said it at the same time, though. Really so, so I think what we'll do again, Andrew's down. Let's just give it to him. We'll see if he can climb back in this thing. All yeah, right. I love my pity points. Yeah, yeah, I, need my help. I like this. The lots lots of pity here. points for you and D, sir. All right. You got control. Let's move on. Let's do whole by any of the name thousand. Whole by any of the name for a thousand. Here's your clue. Cheech and Chong and the commish came running when hearing the name of this hole, number 16, but came away disappointed. <laughs> Throw me with that. Oh, uh, there's man. some. There's some there, no, there's, yeah, I'm trying to reach for a pun about something green. <laughs> All right. Yeah. The answer is. Red bud. bud. I, come oh, on now. Bud. Again, it's all no, this in. is the this is the great equalizer. This is the inane Augusta trivia right here. The I love this commission. This is good <laughs> shit. All right. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Well, it helps when I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. So that helps out a lot. All right, Andrew, you are up, my friend. Go right on ahead. All right, hit me with your best shot for a thousand. Hit me with your best shot for a thousand. Here's your clue. After pouring his drive left. Of the tenth fairway in a sudden death playoff with Lewis, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce that. He calmly executed a 40 yard hooking wedge through a chute in the trees. The shot set up a two putt par and made him a master champion. Who's Bubba? Bubba Watson. Bubba from Bad. Bubba. Bubba is correct. Great job there sir i was like where did that come from good <laughs> job on that one go right ahead i want hit me with your best shot for 800 again hit me with your best shot for 800 and guess what So we got your the final daily double. You got forty two hundred here to wager. What would you like to wager on this? You will do it. 
I feel I feel like Cliff and Cheers. Um, we're we're gonna do eight hundred again because that's what I landed on, and you've been coming with some freaking things out of nowhere. So eight hundred committed. Eight hundred showing no no fear at all. <laughs> Staring down Greg Norman in a sudden death playoff, he found himself one hundred forty feet from the cup and well off the green after his approach. Norman was in a decidedly better position. He hit a, the bump and run of a lifetime, and the ball inexplicably fell fell in the hole for a birdie three. However, they cannot sink it, leaving this way for this master champion. FML. Ah, uh, who who's Larry Mize? Wow, bro. I, <laughs> the, the respect that is built today is going <laughs> for Very lifetimes. Nice. <laughs> uh, not only do I not know what I'm talking about, I can't even type it correctly. I don't even know what I said here. <laughs> I'm not even reading it right. Question. Great job, bud. Oh, you are the man. Go right ahead, sir. Uh, amateur hour for a thousand. Amateur hour, it is not for Bud for a 1,000. Here we go. The 24-year-old held the lead through 54 holes against an incredible field, including Sam Snead, Ben Hogan, and Arnold Palmer. The young amateur was four shots in front with just 18 holes to play, but struggled down the stretch. Jack Burke Jr. posted a fine 71 to finish just one shot ahead. Who is Ken Venturi? Oh my God! This guy is wow. on fire. Don't Jesus. just don't get away from him. He's too hot. Go right ahead, bud. Uh, a hole by any other name? Four hundred, please. Yeah, you might as well just let these guys get a little, a little <laughs> the, the ends here. Hole number five was certainly not stolen. It was actually named for this plant that produces large, fragrant flowers, which may be bowl shaped or star shaped in shades of white, pink, purple, green, or yellow. What is azalea? Azalea, it is not. No, oh. sir. <laughs> I tried. It was it was a good try. I, oh, I forgot. I'm supposed to be doing the negative points. I just feel so bad. I I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep it there for you though. <laughs> Anyone else got a guess? All right, it's all again in the in the, it was stolen. So we're stealing magnolias, bro. Come on now, you wow. know what I'm saying? Uh, leaving, it, leaving it there for I was leaving it there. Magnolias, God, you kill me. The leaving it hints there. are very impressive. All right, <laughs> <laughs> all right, but you're you're still in control. Go right ahead. Uh, let's end end the misery. A hole by any other name for two hundred. <laughs> And the misery indeed. Hole number eight is named after a high climbing vine known for its bright color flower, which gives the plant its name. What is kudzu? Kudzu is not correct. Bud, was that you? Yeah. Wow, I can't believe we got something wrong. (laughs) Anyone else? All right, we will. It is the yellow jasmine was the answer to that question. All right, go right ahead, bud. Uh, Green with envy, 200, please. Green with envy for 200. Here's your clue. Most of us would love to take a sip from this Hall of Famer's drink of success who won the Masters four times in 58, 60, 62, and 64. Arnold Palmer. Arnold Palmer. Arnold Palmer is correct. Good job there, my friend. Go right ahead, TJ. Close, close us out. Oh, uh, geez. Hit me with your best shot, 200. 
hit me with your best shot 200. During the final round of the 75 Masters, he rolled in a 40-footer at the 16th hole to tie Tom Weisskopf for the lead. Weisskopf bogeyed the 17th hole, and he parred his way to secure his fifth green jacket. Who's Jack Nicholas? Jack Nicholas is quick on the correct. Draw. I mean, we're on the Very 200 on the ones draw. now, so you know how to throw some easy ones up there. All right, we're on to our last one, Amateur Hour. Ironically enough, this Japanese superstar made his Masters debut in 2011 as an amateur after winning the 2010 Asia Pacific Amateur Championship. He finished 27th in 2011. What made his performance even more impressive was the fact that he wasn't actually going to play in the tournament as he had spent three weeks prior to the Masters helping back home in Japan after a devastating earthquake hit. Andrew, you got it. Do I? Yes. <laughs> it's the 200 it's clue. clue. I mean, and I who, even knew this guy's name. Who is who, the Matsuyama? <laughs> you know what was kill? You know what was? Killing me, bud. For some reason, the, the name Anthony Kim jumped to my head and I couldn't get it out. He's <laughs> been all over the place. We'll talk about it next week on the show. He's all listen. Over the I mean, listen, that was a great, great job by Bud. I mean, you guys yeah. came in though. You guys did good. But don't forget now we. We do have final jeopardy. So right now, but you got six thousand. We got twenty six for Leduc and two thousand for uh, TJ. Here is your final jeopardy uh, category. We'll play that first, and you can figure out what you like to wager. <laughs> Video games, and it's, boy, get ready for this one. Let's see how much you'd like to wager on this one. How much did you say I had? Do you want it at all? <laughs> you had 2,600. Two, all right, so we're just, TJ's doing it all. The Duke's doing it all. No, no shockers there. All right, good to go. What are we doing, bud? There's a reason they call it leader in the clubhouse in golf. <laughs> I, sh- I shot my sixty. I shot my sixty-three, but I want. I-, I can't wait for this, and especially he's, when I saw video games. That's like another name of the dog hole. He's already laid out his strategy. You guys already lost, bro. But you know what? Let's have some fun. I can't wait to see who gets this one. Here we go. Here is today's final Jeopardy clue. Released in 1983, it was the first video game to feature Augusta National. You have 30 seconds. Good luck. To prove I wasn't cheating, I don't know how to spell this, but... <laughs> oh! Ooh! 
Ooh. And I don't know how to say it, but I, I know it. <laughs> Ooh, the fact that you even said and this that. This is makes... why I didn't risk anything, because that was the most inane clue, but I'm so f- I'm curious. This, like, I'm this makes curious. me believe that you do know it, Andrew. I, know, I like too. that. I might have to go to you last, actually. TJ, let's go to you first, because I know you don't know what the hell it is. I have no what? idea, so I, I stole the uh, Simpsons joke, and I said Lee Trevino golf. <laughs> <laughs> Funny as hell, but incorrect. All right, let's go, bud. You're going to be our champion anyway. What do you got just for shits and giggles? I, I had no idea either. I said Jack Nicholas's golf. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Here? Right. I mean, it's a good stab. He's an old timer, but but he's not. He's no John Madden, that's for sure. No, John Madden. <laughs> All right, Drew, you got me excited. I think you might have snagged it. Go right ahead. Let's see it. So, uh... This is, I'm not. I'm gonna butcher this, but it, it's like it's like it's like Huga Shimada Augusta or something like that. Like I, I don't. Wow. I had the H right. This is <laughs> close enough, That's... dude. Jesus. Bro, you came you came within eight hundred of your of your co-hosts here. That was a huge wow. snag. Huge well, snag at Final Jeopardy. Yeah. Show every Wednesday. I, hey, they that's that's exactly right. That's why you want to see divots and pivots. They can pull out facts for you like not like nobody's business. Look out. Fellas, it was a pleasure. We're going to kick it back to the fellas over at the Masters pregame show. Guys, I hope you had a good time. We appreciate you guys. Check us out. Check out TSS Fantasy 2 for all of our great stuff. We like to do lots of fun games like this. So um, check out, and of course, Scoreboard Podcasts are doing a great job. Excuse me, Scoreboard Addicts Podcast is doing such a great job with the Masters Um today we, we appreciate you guys letting us do this so appreciate you guys enjoy enjoy the masters and we are out all right we're back with the masters pre-show we do have the manscape giveaway going off right now Woo! uh go to belly uh go to manscape.com use promo code belly up fantasy uh you know manscapes are only good enough for downstairs it's me and the boys now. But also good on your face, which I know. I mean, you don't really shave it often. But it is good for me. It reduces nicks. Uh, you know, it's, it, it is waterproof. Uh, so here we go. We're going to go into the Manscaped giveaway here. Uh, we do have a couple of submissions in. This is from Detroit Jr. on uh, um, on Twitter. This is him at Bayonne. So I know if you guys know the oh, Bayonne. Bayonne Country Club. Yeah, yeah. Bayonne Country Club. That's like a lighthouse uh, out there. Beautiful. So beautiful, beautiful view. Thank you for your submission. We do appreciate it. And then we also have BM, which is B Mullins. <laughs> he went with the dick face theme, which is perfect because this is Manscaped. Uh, he looks his, looks like he did a pretty good Manscaped on yeah, his face. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, those I chin say. balls are nice and smooth. Yeah. So that's, that's number two. And then we have a video submission from Instagram. Uh, it's just the one. Yeah. Uh, from Bob Sem, so we do.
These guys are already playing. They're already finishing. And there it is. So that was it. Uh, so guys, do a quick vote. There's three of us. Uh, I'll let you guys vote. I'll be the tiebreaker. Oh, this is harder now. Yeah. We don't have a, we have a lot of time, guys. So we got. I, I I mean that, that <laughs> was an spot. awful golf shot, but I mean the Teletubbies added a little extra to it. You know what the Teletubby one I really loved about it in the background? You hear "Funky Town" by Lips. I think it's Lips Inc. Yeah. sings that song. So I'm gonna go with Teletubbies as well. Okay. Uh, you going with? It was, it was tough. I was looking at Teletubbies and I was looking at Dick Face, and I was like, ah, which one do I go? Because you can shave up and you can shave down. You know what? I want to make this harder on Rook, so I'm going Dick Nose. Okay, I'll go Teletubbies. <laughs> All right, and we got, and we got, we don't have much time, so I'm going to go Teletubbies. Bob Sam, we're going to reach out to you. We congratulations. You. Appreciate you reaching out. So we're going to go once again to a TJ's Tips, but another sponsor we have here is Yeats. I'm just going to pull up. So go to Yeats.com. They have great sunglasses, patriotic sunglasses, um, a lot of good stuff. So use promo code Belly Up. Uh, and go to yeats.com and get some awesome sunglasses. So we're going to do a TJ's Tips, followed by our uh, long drive contest and our part three contest. So stick with us. Uh, and here's some more uh, TJ's Tips. To TJ's Tips, hosted by our golf expert and longtime Jelly of the Month member, TJ Doyle. Tips. We're not playing the tips today because the tips are over 7,200 yards. We're playing the blue tees, and we are at Trump Links in Ferry Point, the Bronx. And TJ's tip number two is when you can spend the extra money and play a pristine course like this. What's going on, guys? We're here at Swing Loose Indoor Golf. We're going to do a couple competitions between me and the guys from School Board Addicts Podcast. Uh, we're going to do a part three challenge, and we're going to do a longest drive challenge. So come inside with us and check it out. First up, we have a long drive challenge featuring TJ, The Rook, and Nick Javajor. Alright, Nick's up first here with the uh, longest drive. It's not going to be a very long. Un- unorthodox standpoint. <laughs> Damn right. One twenty-two in the ball speed. One eighty-three. Look like you look like goofy when you, when you shoot a cock. Goofy that, you some bitch. 246 is pretty well. <laughs> considering, you're a cartoon character. Right? Considering you know, I don't play golf. Nick's <laughs> best shot was 246 yards, as his last three drives did not top that, leaving his score 246 yards. All right, TJ's up. Ladies and gentlemen, you're getting a free ticket to the gun show here. Look at this. That was a pop-up. Frost hit. 
Well, a pop up for 200 yards on his first try. Not good. Oh, I hit the ground. This is not a good start. 117 on ball speed. That would be off the grid. It's not a good start. I do like the uh, the, the matchy combo today. Like the color Thank coordinated you. very well. Appreciate Shorts, it. the shirt, the glove. That might be try. It. 149 ball speed. That's got to be good. 267.2. We'll stay on the grid. Now that's on. Damn. TJ Lee, 267.2. 141. Well, 143 balls for 261. It's off the grid. It's off the grid. Embarrassing. Your last shot. Last shot. Could this be it? You already have the lead anyway, but 278.9. Jesus Christ. That's on the grid. That's good. 254 carry, 278.9. That's going to be tough to beat. All right. Five shots for Rook. Let's see what he can do. All right. If I win this, this is for Chris McCormick. This is his, uh, this is his driver. And if you don't? Oh, that sounded good. It's uh, Chris McCormick. <laughs> 270. What was your highest? 278? Yeah. Damn. First shot strokes it. This is where the big boys come out and play. Two eighty-two. Let's stay on the grid. Is it hot? Oh. After some grid controversy of whether or not the Rooks ball stayed in place on the grid, we had to take a second look to determine. If he truly was the you're winner. Fairway, but you're you're right there. I'll give it to him. I'll give oh, it to him. Oh, Sir. Locust drive. I didn't think I was even close. Sir. Woo! It's not fair. <laughs> I went first, so like. Longest check. Longest drive. See if he can beat his own this number. Is like, this is like the TJ's gonna be here all night now, trying to beat the 280. Uh, <laughs> this is like tenth try already. No, it's up to the right. He won't let us move on to the part three challenge. Till he All right, one more, one more. I haven't hit one <laughs> solid yet. Oh, he put a charge into that one back toward the wall. Williams back, 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 back. Not quite. All right, we're doing a part three challenge here. Uh, we're going to do close to the pin. Have to be on the green to qualify. And then we're also going to do score. So uh, best of three. So if it ends up being tied after three, we will then move on to the fourth hole. We're doing a par three course here at Swing Loose. Uh, first hole, 99 yards. I have a pitching wedge. I'll probably fuck this up, but <laughs> I'll do a pitching wedge anyway. Oh, that's off a tree. Off the tree. Oh, That was not a practice swing. That was legit going for the ball. Oh, my goodness. We're just in the forest. We might be in the lake. <laughs> this is so bad. Oh, 
school. Nah, it's going a little left. Oh, the wind just blew it. Now you're on the. Oh, oh backspin. Backspin. The backspin. Green. Jesus. Oh my God. See you later. There we all go. It was my chance for a, bo a par and my chance for a bogey. Oh, wow. That one way too far. That was brutal. It's going to be a bogey. Good shot. 8.4 feet. Should be a one putt. Tie. Yeah. No extra points for uh, closest to the pin. No. Bogey, double bogey for Nick, and a bogey for Rook. After hole one, TJ and the Rook were tied, both getting bogeys in the first hole, and no extra points for closest to the hole. Ah, tugged it a little left. Should be able to get up and down from there. Not on the green again. Not great. We'll Somebody get there. on the green. TJ Ooh. gets the extra point on the green. Well, Nick can get That's closer. That's probably a birdie. It's a birdie. Uh-oh. Nice shot, TJ. Uh-oh. A seven for 85 yards. Just right. Into the bunker. Get in the bunker. You tell Nick just loves golfing. That's not going to work. Oh, uh, there's a brother. Oh, here we come. Will it roll towards the green? Nah. Ah. Hit it too hard. All right. It's going to be a two putt. That's going to be a two putt. Bogey. Bogey. Nice shot. There you go. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> I can't when you're not good at things, just blame it on white people. Yeah. Right? Pretty racist. Because white people are better than this. why I'm not good at it. You lost yardage on that guy. After a poor second and third shot, we're going to spare you the uh, tragedy of watching you attempt to play golf and just go ahead and show you that he uh, shanked his fourth shot and he had a pickup. Coming into hole three, TJ had a two-stroke lead over Rook, and Nick was disqualified after the pickup. Therefore, TJ had a commanding lead heading into hole three, and it was his competition to lose. What are you using? Approach wedge. I uh, hit that one a little that fat. solid. Get up. Nah, I hit it fat. Ah, that hell. Hit it fat. With a solid tee shot by TJ, all the pressure was on Rook. To put this on the green 
and try to make this a competition again. Oh, my God. My goodness. Run it up there. Oh, my God. I almost Unconventional approach to a par three. Take it on the ground the whole way. Yeah. How many people do that? Oh, that was horrible. My goodness. How many he yards has lost about a good 30 yards. With this thing all but wrapped up, we'll just show you TJ finishing out the hall with a par, and that will do it. TJ is the winner of the par three competition. All right, so I took the victory. I'm still bitter about not winning the longest drive. Uh, it was a really easy first three holes on a par three course, and I only hit one green, so I really don't count that as a victory. But Nick is still on another simulator. We kicked him out of this one trying to get up on that green on the second hole. So. All right, we're back. We hope you guys enjoyed that. We saw some drop in viewership when uh, Nick came on, but it happens. <laughs> it was my fault. It happens. We're going to do one more quick uh, TJ's tips. Uh, it's about five more minutes, uh, and then we're going to come with Andy uh, uh, from Sane Podcast. So uh, be right back. Welcome to TJ's Tips. Hosted by our golf expert and graduate of Oxford Sanitations University, TJ Doyle. Today's tip is best drinks around the golf course. Thank you for joining us for the Scoreboard Addicts Podcast Masters Pre-Show brought to you by Belly Up Sports. Today, right now, we are going to be showing you how to make some of the most popular cocktails to enjoy out on the golf course. All right, so the first drink we have up is my favorite. It's going to be the Transfusion. I got a little fancy. I made some Concord Grape Ice Cubes. Very simple. Just freeze some Concord Grape in an ice cube tray. Let it freeze. It takes a little bit longer than water, about two days, and you'll have some frozen solid Concord Grape Ice Cubes. We're gonna build this drink in the glass. First, we're gonna start with two ounces of vodka. Then we're gonna do a quarter ounce of lime. Fresh lime used preferably. Then one ounce of grape juice. And we're gonna to top it off with two to three ounces of little ginger ale. Give that a quick stir. Yeah. Okay guys, next up we're gonna do the Azalea, the staple drink of the Masters Tournament. So first we're gonna start with a little ice. Glass. There we go. One ounce lemon juice, pre-squeezed because it's just easier that way. Two ounces of vodka. An ounce of pineapple juice. A 
and a splash of grenadine. I actually prefer to use a little bit of the Luxardo cherry juice over grenadine, but teach their own. I'm gonna shake it up. Quit playing with your dinghy. Garnish, a little lemon, there you have it, the azalea. Oh yeah, that's dangerous. You can pound quite a few of those and then be one of the good people on the course streaking across uh, Augusta National and then getting arrested and thrown out forever. Okay, last but certainly not least, we're gonna go with the John Daly, essentially an Arnold Palmer with a little vodka hidden in it. I'm gonna start with two ounces of vodka. Pour right over our fancy golf ball ice molds. And we're gonna do equal parts of iced tea and lemonade. Some people like sweet tea. I happen to have a little Arizona lemon iced tea. And then I like to use a little homemade lemonade. Just uh, pretty much squeeze a bunch of lime, simple syrup, and I use club soda instead of water. That's why we're gonna stir this drink and not shake it. Stir. Stirring is awful. Here we go. Oh yeah. Now that, that is a perfect golf course drink. Sweet, alcoholic, and make you forget about all the three butts you had. All right, so that was three golf course cocktails that you should try to enjoy while playing a little golf. Transfusion, John Daly, and Azalea. Clearly I've been hitting the Transfusion a little harder than the others, but Again, thank you for tuning in, Scoreboard Addicts Podcast. As always, keep your shirt popped open like Harry Higgs and your balls out of any hazards. All right, we're back. You are back. And I made these gentlemen Transfusion and a John Daly. Cheers, boys. Tell me what you think. Cheers. Governor. Uh, hopefully it's good. Oh, shit, that's really good. <laughs> thank you very much. to make one hell of a drink. And now we're going to be joined by Andy from the same podcast. I'd call Andy! Par for boys, boys, boys. What's up, man? man? How we doing? Good, good. Sorry about the mix-up before. Oh, I fucked it up. That's not your rad. <laughs> well, Andy, we bring you on because we already spoke about it already before. But we're going to talk about it more because we, we actually had a caller call in today. Talk about food. I know you like to talk about food. You did the, uh, the food for the Super Bowl as well, which I appreciate. That, yes, was, that was a good time. So, food's the turn, Andy. What are, what are your favorites? All right, so I'm going to give my favorites, and then I want to do something a little fun, and I want to talk about what I think the field's favorites are going to be, and then who's going to be the fattest guy on the course. Okay? <laughs> so my favorites, when I'm out, depending on how I'm playing, I'm sure you boys can understand this, what I'm saying. When you're playing well, you want to feed the machine. 
So what I mean by that is you get a nice thick burger, you know, put all the condiments on it, tomatoes, lettuce, onions, ketchup, mustard. I don't care if you're a ketchup, mustard guy, whatever. But the burger's got to be great. The bun has to be great. Nice brioche bun. Now, if you're playing it like a muni course in your in your county, if you can get a cheeseburger that doesn't look like complete shit, that's the way to go. Okay? I agree. If I'm playing poorly and I need to treat myself like I'm playing poorly, hot dog all day. Because I'm already feeling terrible. I might as well bloat the gut a little bit, have some parts on the back nine, and let it all hang. Right? We've all been there. Yeah, listen, I mean, if you're having a bad round, you might as well take it out on your car partner with a little gas. That's what I'm saying. And you never know. You never know. That extra off the tee might get you an extra 10, 20 yards. You never know. 100%. Okay. Now, what I wanted to talk about with you guys is going to be a little fun, right? Yeah. So, the field's favorite. Okay, I looked up Augusta's menu. Okay. Now, I don't know if this is what the golfers are going to be getting. I hope not because it's a dog shit menu if this is what these guys are eating. But I had the top three foods for the field, and I want your guys' opinion on this. So the egg salad sandwich is going to be number one. That's that's a money play. Number two, I had the barbecue sandwich. And then number three, I had the breakfast sandwich. Now, how do you guys feel about that? What's in the breakfast sandwich? I don't know, but I'm assuming it's probably eggs and ham or sausage, some, something like that. Cheese. It doesn't say what's meats. in it. It's down south. It's all the meats. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I'm not going to lie. I'm surprised the pimento cheese sandwich wasn't on the top three because I I, I went down last year, me and my uh, cousin, my brother. We go down for every year. We do a, a little golf outing. We went down to North Carolina, to the okay. Sand Hills of North Carolina. And we went to and played Tobacco Road, and they had pimento cheese sandwiches there. And they were okay. It's a little too much. But what they did do, piment, hot pimento cheese. They chopped up fresh jalapenos, threw it in the pimento cheese, and then spread that over a hot dog. Okay. That was fire. That See, if, if I knew that, that would have been on there. But, see, but I, I gotta other go than that, that I, you, you can't go wrong with an egg salad sandwich. No, I mean, again, you, you clog your arteries, you get you grease the skids a little bit, maybe you got to visit Porter John on the back nine. I don't, if, if you guys are like me, I carry dude wipes in my golf bag. 100%. I'm always ready. Yeah, listen, you never know when the uh, old shark is in play. <laughs> hey, and the shark may be the difference between a chunk and playing like a stick that day. You don't know. Okay? Dude, I will shit my pants to shoot a low round. I don't care. Well, it's better than not hitting past the red tees and have to play the hole with your dick out, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. You, uh, you, so you wanted to cut up your pinky today and also take a no, shot. No, it was a big toe. Oh, a big toe. toe. I will cut my big toe up to play Augusta. To play I don't Augusta. care. Dude, I will do and, it with a dull knife. And then you take a shot to shoot under what? I'm a competitor. I Dude, <laughs> I don't care. If it's one stroke I need to win, if, if sharting my pants oh, and making wow. my b- brother who might be in the cart with me throw up and miss a putt, for, to yeah. secure a victory, I will do it. I don't care. Worth it every time. I'm pretty sure I heard Tiger say that once. All right. Well, well I like actually. I kind of actually kind of like the egg sa- salad sandwich. Am I yeah. a weird person? For no. Egg salad's great. That's the number egg one play. Push. That's the number one play. I'm a firm yeah. believer that it's not salad if there's no vegetables in it. 
That's like the best kind of salad. There's vegetable yeah. mayo. The, the only salad I'll allow is like a fruit salad. Okay, but but like putting mayo up. on shit and calling it salad is that's like no. I'm You're sorry. eating the wrong salads, guy. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's all I'm saying. Salads have mayo, meat, and that's it. That's they, a salad. That's Listen, I, I, I'm partial to. <laughs> I like I like getting out there early. I like being one of the first tea times. And I am very partial to like a really good sausage, egg, and cheese at the turn. Yeah, but oh, we're talking. Yeah, let's be early. early. It's early. Let's be fair. We're from New York. If you're getting a bacon, egg, and cheese or a sausage, egg, and cheese in you're Georgia, getting... that is not. Yeah. You know, I was gonna say I'm in Chicago, so a sausage, egg, and cheese before I hit the round is key. You know, yeah. well, my, my point being is that we're talking about being in Georgia. If we're getting a bacon, egg, <laughs> right. and cheese, salt, pepper, ketchup, it's not like going to the corner store yeah. and getting a bacon, egg, and cheese, salt, yeah. pepper, ketchup. Right. I feel like I'd be disappointed. I'm going to look no, down I had some of the best egg sandwiches. For it. I'm not going to you know the turn to get my big egg and cheese. I'm going. But to I feel like down south, egg salad would take precedence over a bacon, egg, and cheese. Yeah, yeah, you you definitely got to go with the the local flavor. I mean, listen, if they had pulled pork at the turn, I'm doing that. Fair. Oh yeah, I, I want you to know I would never eat egg salad ever in my life ever. All I, I can feel think like you have to have the cholesterol if you're down south. I can only yeah. think it, of, of the, play. the episode of uh, of the Office when they get on a plane and Oscar makes egg salad sandwiches. Oh yes, and Michael right. looks at him going, "Could you have brought something that stinks more on this plane? <laughs> Did you bring? What? Next time, why don't you just bring a used baby diaper? Okay, that's pretty funny. Um, but, all right, so, but now. The, the most fun I wanted to have with you guys while we're talking here. So I, I wanted to say who would be the fattest guy on in the field at the turn. Okay. So I had my pick, and then I had a uh, honorable mention. Okay. So my pick for the fattest guy, on, on the, my fattest guy in the field at the turn, I'm sorry to do this to you, Freddie Couples. Wow. He's going to be the fattest guy at the turn. I'm talking greased up with the cheeseburger, maybe put down a pint if he's lucky. He's not going to win, so he's going to have himself a day. Yeah. That's my take on that. Yeah. Honorable mention, and this is purely because I think the guy's just a tank, is going to be DeShambo. I think DeShambo's going to pound a couple of sandwiches, maybe a burger and a hot dog, throw down a couple bags of chips, Maybe do a pint with with the fans if he's lucky. But who would you guys put as the fattest guy in the field at Augusta? See, going with the tank notion, I think Gary Woodland can just like house a couple pints and throw down a really greasy bacon cheeseburger and just be like right as rain, right out back out there, not slowing him down at all. That's a good play. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Corey Connors. Try eating some poutine. Uh, was it poutine or poutine? Poutine pie. Yeah, poutine pie on the turn. Oh, God. <laughs> Well, we'd all want to be that guy. (laughs) Poutine. Poutine. Poutine Poutine on the turn. Getting heavy. (laughs) Sounds so bad. Do you like pie? Did I? I purposely did that. Yes. Um. Didn't Tony Finau eat like eight thousand burgers at uh after he won last year? Oh, when he won. uh, Yeah, he went to Bruce Chris, and then he also had McDonald's. Yeah, that's true. So I'm gonna go with Tony Finau. That's a good pick. Guy that knows nothing about golf. Knew that much, okay? He had Ruth's Chris for dinner and like forty burgers. Like they went, to, the they went to like yeah, they went to yeah. McDonald's or something like that at yeah. two o'clock in the morning. What was it? Liberty National. He won, yeah. right? Went Liberty National. So what about, what about Patty Harrington throwing up a nice meal at the turn? You know, Irish can probably slug, slug down a couple of beers, some greasy food. Oh, yeah. That's a sleeper. I, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if he just like yeah, give me two shepherd's pie and like six Guinness. 
And we're going to get right back out there. Oh, I want to hear that guy's delicious. So, Andy, I hate to switch things up, but we did get a caller. So I'm just going to uh, put it on. I think it should be able to hear it through the mic. Yeah. Right? How's it going, fellas? This is Brian from Staten Island. First time, long good? time. Got a quick question about one of my favorite Masters traditions that they do every year. Every year, the prior year's champion curates the menu of the champion's dinner based on their preferences. What do you guys think Hideki Matsuyama of Japan is going to curate for this year's menu? You think he's going to throw anything wild in there? I'll hang up and listen. That's a good question. That's a good yeah. call. You heard it? Everything's good, right? Good? Yeah. Yeah, All that's right. a good question. We'll, go, we'll start with you. What do you think? Man, Matsuyama... For a dinner, for the field. You know what? I got to think Matsuyama's going to come in and he's going to try to class it up, right? He's not going to go run-of-the-mill, cheap, crappy sushi. I, I think we're going to have nice sushi rolls, maybe some, um, what do you call it? The, the chicken taco... Or chicken wrap thingies that you can oh the chicken of, lettuce wraps or something those, like that yeah a little P F Chang's action yeah and maybe and you know what they're gonna start it with a salad that has that peanut dressing on it oh yeah unbeatable I think that's the way Matsuyama goes see set me up I would I would like to I mean I don't think it's I don't think it's unfathomable because it's it's just still a small group of guys, you know. Yeah. But maybe, maybe a little A five wagyu steak. I was actually I, mean, I was thinking the same thing. Or at the very yeah. least, maybe a little A five sliders, little wag uh, Kobe yeah. sliders. Uh, you, know, you know, get that meat ground up in there. But yeah. I think there's definitely going to be some like fresh fish, like some hand rolls or or just like regular sashimi. Sashimi, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then I I don't think I mean. I, I hope this doesn't come off, you know, like racist or something like that. But I, you, I think Japanese. I think of friggin' fried rice, and I love fried rice sure. and a good fried rice. You gotta, you know, throw that sake in there to get that flavor with the soy sauce. It, it just you can't go wrong. No, I'm now sorry. with your fried Rook rice, already you said like the racist pineapple thing. in it. Don't oh it. yeah, Rook don't said it. Rook said don't it. Don't Peking it. duck. Peking is duck. It's Chinese. That's not yep. racist. I just don't <laughs> know my culture. I mean, I'm stupid. That's not, that's not racist. Yeah, the why did you say I'm an idiot. Yeah, okay, fair enough. That's, that's, ignorance is not racism. You, Actually, it is. Racism is racist. Maybe a mix of all of it. You get some rolls, you get the Wagyu, you get the salad with the peanut dressing, you get the sake to wash it down, but you still got like a nice craft beer on tap or something. Oh, you know yeah. what, though? Yeah. I could see him sitting there and just being like, you know what, fuck these Americans. <laughs> Just being like, we're getting McDonald's, boys. <laughs> I know everybody will like that. Because, you know, you also got to take into consideration that there are somebody, there's somebody in there that doesn't like sushi. But too okay. bad. He won. No, yeah, it's I it's my that. time but, now, but, baby. But, but, but one thing I, I do know, and you should know about Japanese people, they are accommodating to everybody. They don't want to offend yes. anybody. I have a way to make sushi. Everyone's going to like it. You pull a Danny DeVito. From It's Always Sunny. You bring in the naked girl with the sushi on. <laughs> Dustin Johnson, Tiger Woods are having a great night, right? Come on. And then Tiger wins and does the same thing next year. Yeah, he's like, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> good I almost spit my drink everywhere. Uh, you. Tiger. You. Tiger, good. it's supposed to be sushi on a girl, yeah. not Denny's breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> well, it would be Tiger on the girl. You don't wash. Yeah. Oh, sorry. You don't wash your plates and use them the next day. <laughs> All right. So I, I think the obvious, you know, the next question would be 
If you won the Masters, what would you be on your dinner menu? What's your What are you feeding to all your uh, ex-champions? Phenomenal question. I got this covered right here. Right. So we're doing two options. Okay. First option, you get to have a blue cheese crusted steak if you choose. Oh. Second option. I got to go with my home culture. I got to go chicken parmesan. It's my favorite meal that I could ever have, but I don't want spaghetti with it. I want penne or mascarpone as the pasta, and I would I would employ my grandmother to make her homemade gravy for this. So you either get chicken parmesan or you get the blue cheese crusted steak. You can choose whatever you pick. Your appetizer, I'm going to go again, home culture. We're going to go gnocchi. I want that out for everybody. You also can do the salad. And then for a dessert, cheesecake. And then drinks, get whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. Everybody's getting tuned up. We're having a good time. It doesn't matter, right? Excuse me. I keep coughing. I'm trying to get all the cold. See, I, 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 so I think I go like just the fat Americana. I think we started off the appetizers just like the best mac and cheese you can make. Like just Pigs real good homemade mac and cheese <laughs> with a nice crust over it and like a nice breadcrumb crust that's, over that's, it. That's, that's, I think that's, next. That's a winner. Next is like... Uh, Buffalo wings and also like pork like belly. Jalapeno Just, poppers coming out. Is that? Is that it, no, no, I won't go that. I won't go that dinerish. Yeah, yeah. I won't go. You know, fries with cheese and gravy, but. I'm thinking like really high-end buffalo wings and then just like pork belly on the side. Maybe a little maple syrup glaze along with the pork belly. And then I'm going a good fat like 20-ounce ribeye steak bone in. I feel like that's the menu at Applebee's. Yeah. <laughs> like Outback Steakhouse what it wants to be. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, honestly, I, I don't know. I, I, so I, my, mom, my two favorite meals that my mom makes are lobster fried. She makes like a fried diablo. Mm-hmm. So she'll, but she'll make it like seafood marinara. So it's everything. It's mussels. It's clams. It's uh, shrimp, lobster tails. But like you get like flippers. So everybody, it's not like just one tail. It's like ten flippers in there. Yeah. So everybody gets a piece in linguine. And it's good. in a big bowl and it's delicious. And I throw my red pepper flake in there to make it fried the album. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then also uh, pernil. So like roasted pork shoulder with uh, with. Um, it's, uh, I don't even know how to describe a host con gandules. It's like rice and, and peas in there. Yeah. Um, mm. That's awesome. And uh, That's so with like bits of ham, like cut up in there on the bone and whatnot. So I would probably do something like that. And then like for dessert, it'd be like flan and, and cheesecake. And then like for openers, I don't know, raw clams, little, little, uh, little necks. Nice. Right? I'm gonna, raw clams. I, I would probably go to Patrick Weedway, just very, <laughs> very not classy. Pigs in a blanket, as I already said, 100%. <laughs> they're going to be there. And they're not going to be called pigs in a They're going to be called cocktail wieners. Cocktail, cocktail wieners. <laughs> they're they're eating weenies, as Kelsey will call them. They're going to be made by Fianna's yes. sausages yes. out of the yes. can? Yeah. No, oh not those. All right. I'm not going that low. All right, it'll be sabrettes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's actually going to get full-size hot dogs no, and wait. cut them off. But that's cheaper that way. Next is Spam and Eggs? No, we start up with Pigs in a Blanket. What's next? No, we're doing... Actually, I do love chili dogs, but I'm not going to put it in there. We're going with some lamb chops. I love lamb chops. Those are great. Um, and then I'll probably... I'm with TJ with the, you know, uh, probably a steak, like a ribeye, big steak, uh, some cream spinach, some... Uh, some truffle mashed potatoes. That's my favorite. Mm. How do you go from potatoes. fucking... <laughs> I just, cocktail wings. It doesn't either. matter. Cocktail wings. It doesn't matter how I get there. Do you know how expensive truffle is? Yeah. Well, I have to save, I have to save up the cocktail wieners. We're, we're, 
We're gonna we're gonna have the cocktail wings. We're gonna end the night with a nice some nice ribeye wagyu with a little saffron on there, like a pound of saffron, because that's cheap, you know. Listen, they're gonna, you, they're you, gonna you, thank me though for saving the money on the appetizer, but spending more money on the you, you know what though? You brought up a good point. I didn't even think of dessert. I think since you're there in Augusta, Georgia, you have to find whoever makes the best peach pie in the world and make that a la mode. No, I'm going. I'm going apple pie, pie a la mode. Apple pie a la mode for my yeah. dessert. Yeah. You already said what kind of pie you want tonight. All right? Yeah. Poutine. <laughs> <laughs> the double sushi. All right. Andy, we are running long. We're running long on the whole show. We do appreciate you coming again. Thank you very much. Great conversation. We do, we do appreciate you. Um, catch Andy, uh, same podcast, I guess, what, everywhere. Spotify, Spreaker. Everywhere it's available. Uh, just search same podcast. Then hopefully you like to listen to me talk to people, interview people, get to know athletes, and have a little fun. Absolutely. And what, are you on, what, what days are you on Tiki Live? For the uh, Tiki Island? Live, we are on, shit, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Wow. Wow, you're, uh, you're a busy guy now, Andy. We appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to join us, idiots, here on the Stuart <laughs> Podcast, talking about cocktail wieners. All right. Beanie, beanie weenies for everybody. That's the way it is. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you so much again for joining us. We're going to go over to Vince Stover, uh, who's joined by his father, Dale, talk about... Things to do on a golf course uh, besides golfing. So, take you there. Hey, everybody. It's the Sports Stove Podcast. I'm Vince Stover. My dad, Dale Stover, here with me as well. We uh, come on every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on Belly Up TV, 7 o'clock a.m. to p.m. And, of course, you can catch the Sports Stove Podcast anywhere you get your podcast. And uh, we count it a privilege to be a part of this Masters preview show from Belly Up. And, uh, Dad, we're going to talk a little bit about golf today. Let's start off kind of uh, in general. Neither of us are professional golfers, but we both enjoy golfing. Uh, and I still remember the first time we went out together, uh, par three course in Missouri, if I remember correctly. Um, you know, uh, do you remember that? I don't. I, I don't. So maybe I didn't do well, and I'm trying to forget. I don't remember. So it was so so memorable time, father and son together. Um, yeah, uh, Masters is coming up this weekend. This next week, and uh, you know, what's the first thing you think of when you hear the term Masters? Um, <clears throat> you think of the song you hear on TV, uh, the music that leads into it and just, you know, the tradition of it. Um, it's, if we're going to watch one golf tournament a year, it would be the one you would watch or several others that I'm kind of interested in <clears throat> sometimes. But to me, I always going to, I'm always going to pay some attention to the masters and especially when you get to the final round or on Saturday and Sunday. But um, it's always interesting to keep up with who wins it. You know, again, you got the great tradition. A guy can be a great golfer, but it's something when you win the masters and the green jacket. And I think for the most part, they've done a great job at, at, at keeping that, um, you know, they worked hard at keeping the tradition and keeping it that way. Yeah, they really have. It's interesting to see kind of, the direction they decide to go with it every year. And you're right. The first thing that I think of too, dad is really not the golf. <laughs> it's the azaleas. It's Jim Nance. Uh, hello friends. It's uh, uh, the music in the background. It is tradition. Uh, you talk about the old guys teeing off to start 
start right to start start the event and everything like that the uh the par three event all all the different things that go on in the masters just make it special yes yeah it does and that's neat that they bring those guys back and tee off at the start um and that's part of the reason they can keep the traditions because they haven't forgot the past and uh, they can still, you know, have great competition. And and I think any sport or any event can learn from that when you when when you kind of just let people not know about the past. I mean, you know, these guys now. I mean, I don't know if you ever watched Arnold Palmer or Jack Nicklaus play, but um, you know, you know about them because they keep telling you about them. And um, um, and if you want to keep the history, then that's how you have to do it. Yeah, that's a great point. Great point. You know, the one thing I kind of think about that is when we, I asked you and I didn't ask you before we started this uh, about what, what first came to your mind. Neither one of us thought of golf uh, when we start thinking about uh, uh, the Masters. And that brings us to our topic today of uh, things to do on the golf course other than golf. Um, you know, we use golf as a enjoyable thing. Uh, you know, when I was in what high school and college and out of college and stuff, we would go together and, uh, we went to the old goat, goat farm is what we called it. Uh, the old $5 nine hole course in Murfreesboro, Tennessee at the VA hospital. Uh, but, uh, you know, we go out and we had a good time playing always. And then when I moved to Indiana, dad, I'd go on a pretty regular basis. And I, I went as a stress relief. It was, it was not a competitive thing for me. It was always an enjoyable thing. Uh, for me as well. Uh, you and I are not partiers. Uh, we don't drink uh, or anything like that. And that's a lot of people, my coworkers, for instance, when we go golfing, it's all about the drinking. I've uh, never really understood that. But uh, nonetheless, uh, can you think of some things that you like to do when you're out golfing that are not really golf? Um, outside of just, you know, talking with the people that are there. And of course, when we always went, we went with friends and there was a lot of joking around. Um, from there, I played with some guys where we worked, but when you were younger before then, and the same way, you know, we always had a good time talking, you know, with Kermit Dickerson and those guys. And, and, um, when I was first learning, there was a lot of teaching sometimes went on about that. And you learned, um, etiquette and how to play. Um, you know, from there, but like you said, you know, we're not partiers, we're not gamblers. That can be a big part of golf too. Um, from there, um, now we have ate snacks when we golf before and have enjoyed that, but, um, you know, a lot of it. And, you know, when we talked about this earlier, like I said, well, one of the biggest things I do when I'm not playing golf is looking for my golf ball. So you got to see, I always got to see a lot of nature, uh, from there and you got excited Mm -hmm. trying to find golf, find, find nice golf balls out there in the woods. Yeah. You show up with the Wilson ones, and you leave with Titleists and Callaways and things like that. It's a good That's day. It. It's scenic hikes uh, while, while out golfing. Yeah, I, the same way. I always enjoyed just the uh, – when I was in Indiana, I'd go by myself sometimes and just enjoy the quietness, the calmness of it. Um, and then I would take guys with me as well. And, of course, I'm, I was a pastor, and so I would take people with me, and we'd have basically counseling sessions on the golf course uh, and have an opportunity to talk through life and – and different things like that. My kids have gone with me just to drive the golf cart and things like that as well. Um, but I, I think that's the main thing I think of that is, is, uh, just spending time outside, uh, having a good time. Uh, and no matter how bad the golf is, uh, 
if you're with the right people, uh, you still have have a good time with it. And uh, I think the key is not being too competitive with it. You got to know that you're bad, right? You, you got to know I'm not I'm not that great. And so because of that, I can just have fun with this. Um, you know, I had one of the worst days I had golfing, man, everything was going wrong. And I had a guy with me and uh, we came up to this hole where you had to hit across water and right off the tee box. And uh, I hit it and it went off left and hit, hit the lake. And uh, he got up, teed off, and he skipped his ball across the water. And it bounced up and rolled into the fairway. And uh, it was just a good day for him and a bad day for me all the way around uh, on there. But uh, we talk about golfing. You know, we've, we've been with people, I think, a Tim who listens to our show. Uh, the golf cart was a big part of golfing for him. Usually <laughs> doing something with the golf cart that wasn't acceptable by the course's standards. Um, and things like that for sure. But, uh, I, I told my wife back when I golfed a lot and in Indiana that, um, you know, it was exercise. I'd walk the course. She didn't believe me. So I made her come with me one day and, and, uh, after four holes, she said, can we go back? So, uh, so it, it still, it still constitutes its exercise to some degree as well. But nowadays I don't get out that often to get out with the coworkers every now and then, um, church guys every now and then as well. But, um, nonetheless, I, I do like the masters as well. I'm excited for the Masters event, I do like watching um, the highlights of the early week stuff, but then watching Saturday and Sunday, and uh, it's always just a memorable ending uh, to there. Now, you've never been a big Tiger Woods fan. What are your thoughts on him being around for the Masters? Um, yes, you, I mean, you're right about that, but I, I tell you what, he survived um, the wreck, and uh, it could have been a lot more serious than it was. And I wonder if maybe this was a little bit of a sobering point for him. And I wonder if maybe he's going to be a little bit of a different person coming back after this. I'm really intrigued um, to see. Again, I know from a golf standpoint, it's great for golf to have him back. He is, you know, arguably the best golfer you know, that there's been by far had the most success. I don't know about far the best golfer because there's Nicholas and Palmer were both very good, but uh, he's by far had the most success. And I'm just interested to see if it, it you know, um, to see him, hear him more and just see if this has changed him a lot. All right. Well, again, thank you for letting us be a part of the Masters uh, preview show. Uh, we sure appreciate it. We're from, again, the Sports Stove Podcast. I'm Vince Stover, my dad, Dale Stover. You can catch us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, wherever you get your podcast, or on Belly Up TV, 7 a.m. and 2 p.m. on those days as well. As we normally say, until next time, we'll see you around the Sports Stove. All right, we're back. Like we're back, Sorry, like a bad pretzels. case of crabs. How, how was that, John Daly? There, Nick. <clears throat> yeah, who's, who's John Daly? Never met him. This is actually pretty strong. <laughs> Thanks, TJ. <laughs> I guess I'm staying tonight. Um, so things to do on a golf course, guys. Uh, besides golfing, one of the ones they missed, which I appreciate as a lawyer, uh, is uh, business. Business always gets done on a golf course, you know. Besides, uh, you know. Business guys, they love talking uh, about the, all that business. <laughs> How many times do you guys say business? I don't know. You tell me. Uh, all right. Well, what do you, what you guys think besides golfing? What things are you doing a golf course? Gambling. They didn't miss gambling. Easy gambling. to join. Gambling. 100% gambling. Listen, especially if you're playing with guys that maybe not that great at golf or just looking to have a good time, don't take it too seriously. Or let's say in my case, I take it way too seriously and I suck at golf. 
it's always fun to throw a little skin in the game, bet your friends. And, and, and it doesn't have to be money. It, it could be something as simple as like, dude, car girl comes by, next round is on whoever is furthest away from the green or whoever, you know, first person to make a triple bogey. You know, rounds on you. Simple stuff. But, I mean, any added little competition in is always fun on the golf course. I'm pretty sure they have organizations to help you with that. But uh, I, I don't need it. <laughs> that's what everybody says. Uh, honestly, uh, I, <laughs> I talk about uh, business. I, I've always enjoyed, like, racing with the golf carts and trying to push each other into, like, a ravine or a water hazard. Giving each other the business <laughs> in that sense. <laughs> that's always a good time. If well, you haven't almost died in a golf course on a golf cart... I mean, that's not living. Golf. Are you really golfing? I mean, or in a porta john on a golf course? I I almost got hit by a golf cart. <laughs> Excuse me. In a porta john, it was the handicap porta john too. <laughs> so it was a double wide. Like you could really fit a golf court cart in there. I got inside the porta john. I thought to myself, "This is a mistake." I'm with a whole bunch of guys on a go- on a golf course during a bachelor go- party. During a bachelor party, I'm like, "This isn't right." And I immediately opened the door after I went into the porta john, and I just saw a golf cart coming at me at about 10 miles per hour. I dive out of the way. The golf cart gets stuck in the doorway <laughs> to the point where we have to pry the walls open so it can back back out because the golf cart was about halfway inside the porta john. Nick, who's driving that golf cart? <laughs> yeah, who's driving? All right, we're bringing. Our last guest on. Uh, we've been running a little long. He's being super patient. But Andrew, uh, what do you do on a golf course besides golfing? Uh, I mean, just he's like crap on each other. Like, <laughs> yeah, talk shit. I thought you were say hands out. Oh yeah, dude! Especially in the morning when you got that morning dew on the grass, you got a little hill. You just send it three sixties the whole way and hope it doesn't flip. Exactly. Yeah. Andrew, we have you on. We're just finishing up, wrapping up our show here. We're running a little long, but yeah, yeah. we try to keep this a little, maybe a little short. But we are we always talk about winners before and our picks and stuff. But who is your uh, number one pick? The one you're, uh, you're going with? Who's going to win the Masters this year? So I'm still going Finau. I like him from a betting standpoint, but I also just like him from an outright standpoint. So I'm going Finau. Nice, nice. And I think, who was it before? Uh, Larry sent me his pick. I thought he was going to be on. Is he on? I don't know if he's. If he came back. I kind of messed that up too. Yeah, I don't see him there. Uh, but Larry did send me a pick. But uh, why look up Larry's pick? Uh, TJ. Yeah, I'm going Dustin Johnson. Um, I'm taking uh, Xander Shoffley to finish top 10. Make a little bit of money. Like I said, FanDuel doesn't have the bet, uh, the odds up right now. I'm sure it's not going to be that outrageous, but maybe a $50 bet to make. I, I can't see it being more than like plus 200, plus 150 for him to be in the top 10. So uh, just just to maybe make my money back if any of my winners don't come through. Yeah. But I like Xander Shoffley finishing top 10. Uh, so plus 200 on DK. Okay. Oh, nice. Uh, so he, uh, so Larry's pick was actually Louis Ustazen. Louis Ustazen. Look Louis, out! Did I say that right? Usually, I, I botched that out completely. Close. You got Ustazen right. That's pretty. Yeah. Uh, plus forty five hundred. So that's nice. his pick. You know what? My pick. If he's gonna play, oh, Jesus. Tiger Woods. I'm going Tiger Woods. <laughs> if he's playing. Best story ever, Tiger Woods to win the Masters. Hands cool. down, best story ever. Best I mean, that sets ever. up like movies for generations. Yeah. But if we're going with an actual real pick, because I would always bet Tiger Woods. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Cameron Smith. I know that you picked him before. I'm gonna. I'm gonna steal your pick. I'm gonna take Cameron Smith yep. to uh, to win. I think before we talk about, I think it was plus 35, 3500. 
Uh, he's plus fourteen hundred on DK. That's the why oh, I switched. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's why I switched because I thought I like the value of Fino better, but I still like Smith as a yes. chance to win. Yeah, so do I. Um, and I, I picked John Rahm. And it was it's plus a thousand. John Rahm plus a thousand. Eight fifty. Yeah. Eight fifty. Yeah. You can't take the uh, what now? Is he now world number two behind? Uh... Uh, you know, I haven't checked the world rankings recently. So who, I know, he he just got bumped out of world number one, so I don't know if he fell into two or if he fell. Wait, uh, did you say down. I can't pick him? No, you can pick him. But I'm just saying yeah. it's not like out of this box, you know. Yeah, he's yeah, but I didn't pick him based on his rank. I don't know what his rank. You picked is. him because he's Spanish. That's that's 100 percent why I picked him because he's Spanish. <laughs> and that's uh, Arriba that's la Raza. Edgy, <laughs> uh, how do you feel about world number one, Scotty Scheffler, coming into this? You think he's uh, got a chance here or not? Look, he's been he's been hot. Do I I don't think he has a chance here this week. I think he's going to be a, a high bet person that disappoints. Um, but look, he's been on fire this year. It, it is a shock to see Scotty Scheffler hit for world number one. It's just not a name you would have thought a year or two ago that would ever get there. But good for him. But I don't think this is his year at the Masters. You know what? I I seen the uh, what was it? The um, shit. What was the last tournament down in um, way down south? No, in, in Texas. Just well, the one the they're playing this weekend, Valero? No, no, uh, last week's. Um... Oh, they had the WGC. Right, the yeah, WGC. Yeah. At, right. And uh, they showed a picture of him five years ago as a fan, and then now he's world number one. And it's like, holy shit, dude. Just that, like, that's, that's insane. Like, just bringing everything back around. I'm standing on the sidelines as a fan, and now I'm the world number one. Like, it's insane. Golf is great. It, amazing, right? It's you could be a fan your whole life, play the game, and then all of a sudden, everybody else is looking up to you, and you know you're you're just inspiring a generation of whole a whole another generation of kids to be you. Where five years ago, that's where you were. It's it's a beautiful thing. And uh, Andrew, since you know we're running long, we have you here anyway. Um, we were talking before about top masters moments. I know you wanted for that segment, but uh, as a pod, a golf podcaster, uh, divots and pivots. Uh, what yep. do you? What is your top moment? Look, just because it had to, it's such an easy pick, but the 2019 Tiger Award, I wrote multiple articles on it just because it, it, it did move me to tears. It was yeah. just absolutely amazing. I'm not ashamed to say that. Um, I think what it meant, not just for the sport of golf, but what it meant to people who look up to him and the story of, the, of people who struggle with similar challenges he went through, it was. It just transcended the world of golf, and so I gotta say that. And to your point of if he were to win this year, how it being the big greatest golf moment ever, yeah. I think it, if it happened 2019, we all cried. If it happened this year, I don't think it'd be much crying. I think it would just be absolute like pandemonium excitement. Hundred percent. It would. I mean, years to just cheers all over the place. The thing I love about that 2019 win is, you know, Tiger had that whole big. In everybody's face, uh, like he has to like have his divorce and all his dirty laundry aired out for the world to see. And because he's the best golfer, the greatest golfer in the world, it, it's just you know it's out there, it's unavoidable. And it's amazing how he came back through all of that, and he kind of almost changed. He kind of was now having fun on the golf course and smiling more and interacting with these fellow golfers instead of treating them like, dude, I want to fucking destroy you and make you kill yourself after this round because, you, like, at this moment, like, we're enemies and I'm taking you down and it's personal. And then he comes back and in 2019, he's a more fun-loving guy. He's smiling out there. He's having a good time with it. And to have that win and then, you know, embrace his kids afterwards, it was just one of those, like, like it's beyond golf. It's like life, you know what I mean? We can all relate to it. 
Shameless plug, but it sounds like you read my article dominating the golf world. <laughs> you can find it in the archives on Belly Up because that's almost word for word what many of my paragraphs were about. You know, I, Andrew, I, I wish that were the case, but unfortunately, TJ never learned to read. <laughs> <laughs> I am that's, illiterate. That's why he gets away with cheating on his scorecards, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, ha- we actually got a voicemail for uh, Andrew. Let's okay, see okay. if this is uh, something you could help uh, our friend with here. Oh, wait. Uh, give me one second. Sorry. Uh, oh, technical difficulties. Miss Cooper, I'm going to scream. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is your boy, Eric Nightingale, and uh, I'm in a lot of trouble. I need to know the difference between best album and best record on the Grammys. I got a lot of money on this. I don't know what I'm doing. And if I fuck this up, some guys are going to break my legs. Uh, I'll take my call off there. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Uh, I we told we were doing picks, but I guess he thought we were doing all picks, not just the masters. <laughs> Do you, any help? Any advice? Wait, what was our best album or best? But he doesn't know the difference. <laughs> so he doesn't know who to bet on. <laughs> best album or really, best record? Really bad start to have your legs on the line. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's <laughs> that's what you call a gambling problem. <laughs> yes, it is. These guys are both two steps away from being that guy. I am not like Eric. Nagy Betting on the Grammys. <laughs> I, I feel I feel sorry for uh, Mr. Eric there. I know nothing about the Grammys, so. <laughs> dude. I love it. Made it for my own heart. This is this is what happens. We get we put our number out there on the internet, and this is what comes up. Just be glad so. it's not the Latin Grammys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, since we're running along, Andrew, we do appreciate you sticking around, watching the whole show. I hope you uh, you enjoyed it. Hopefully, Nick's swing uh, didn't uh, blind you during the golf segment. It, it, it added some chuckles, so I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> was I right when it said you look like Goofy? Like, it, go- look, I had it was. You know what it was? It, it was. It was the like. <laughs> like yeah. The way leaned over stance. He has a good wag, wag, waggle. Oh, I'll bring a beat. Waggle. The waggle. He's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Nick's gonna beat me up later. Andrew, thank you for sticking with us. Hey. We appreciate it. Cheers, brother. Enjoy Masters Cheers. Week. This is Enjoy our Super Masters. Bowl. Is, yeah, yes, basically yes. the Super Bowl. Masters Week. Love it. Have a good night, guys. <laughs> good night, man. Thank you. You're lucky we were on video right now. I would have cracked you with that bottle. <laughs> all right. Well, we just want to say thank you again to all sponsors. We have Yeats. Use promo code BellyUp. Uh, we have uh, Manscaped, Manscaped, which is BellyUp. I think the promo code is Belly Up Fantasy. <laughs> Pristine Auction. If you go there, sign up, register on their website. Uh, I think the register with BellyUp is the promo code again. Shocked um, energy. Oh, and shocked energy. We almost forgot. Actually, before we go, let's just uh, play it now. There's something different about you. I'm feeling different now that I found you. There's something different about you. And that's Shocked Energy Use promo code SAPOD for Scoreboard Addicts Pod. So SAPOD, uh, you get 10% off. Uh, what do they got? Two flavors, right? Watermelon and green apple? Green apple. Yeah. Dude, yeah, the green apple is, uh, that might be the one. <laughs> yeah. That might be like, uh, go with the green apple, apple and uh, out on the golf course, you throw a little vodka in there, little Tito's. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. You're good to go. Yeah, obviously we like drinking on the golf course besides Clearly. golfing. <laughs> uh, we want to just thank everybody again. I think we got all our sponsors. Yeah, yeah, we, we Shock are. Yeats. Uh, I think Yeats and Manscaped will 10% off the boxes. And then Bob, 
We'll be reaching out to you to get you uh, your Manscaped box over to you as well. Yeah, congratulations. Uh, awesome Teletubby video. Yeah, awesome Teletubby video. We do appreciate <laughs> that. Uh, yeah, and just enjoy it. Hopefully your, your balls and your face will thank you for sending that Teletubbies. Yeah, you got to keep clean. Yeah. All right, Trim guys. like a fairway. Yes, thank you so much. We appreciate you guys tuning in, and we'll, uh, we'll see you around. We'll scoreboard addicts podcast. We're on Twitter at score addicts pod. We're on Instagram, scoreboard addicts. Uh, pod, yeah, Scoreboard Addicts Pod on Instagram, Facebook, search uh, Scoreboard Addicts uh, Podcast. Uh, we're on TikTok now, Scoreboard Addicts Pod. Uh, obviously on, on YouTube. And on YouTube, obviously. Uh, and Tiki Live. And Tiki Live. We're on uh, Tuesdays. Tuesdays at 7. Oh, so Tuesdays at 7.30. Uh, Saturdays at 7 on Tiki Live. And then we're on Burns Radio. Uh, they have a new style now. It's out of time. It's just a ro- rotating uh, set of shows. So we're on the Friday and Saturday rotation. So you'll, you'll catch us there as well. So we do appreciate it. And uh, obviously we'll be doing a live show Wednesday again uh, on our on our YouTube channel. And we'll have more picks, more in-depth uh, analysis between me and TJ. Do PJ picks from the Masters. And then keep your phone calls coming. We'll definitely pay you guys during the show. Uh, You're regularly going to see your uh, Des Gen Zeno with our uh, intern Stack Guy Sal. Who is, uh, right now he's taking notes on WrestleMania. So we'll probably have a little discussion about Mania on Wednesday as well. Yes, and we have WWE trivia every week. So we do appreciate you guys sticking with us. TJ, final thoughts. I'm pissed that Sal's not here because I really wanted to get him messed up. He's watching he's, he's watching WrestleMania, man. I understand. I know. He's like five blocks away, yeah, but like I wanted to get him lit. Open the door. The and then, Sal, yeah. get over here. I, listen, I'm off from work tomorrow. I may show up at his house at like 3 a.m. <laughs> All right, well. <laughs> In an uncreepy way. That's In a weird. trench coat with a speaker box. <laughs> And this is where we get weird, so we're going to say goodbye, guys. Have a good night. <laughs> enjoy your Masters week. It's golf fans, so Super Bowls, TJ's been saying all night. Uh, so just enjoy it. Good night, boy. Stay rock. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 